Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian Seed, and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Hi everybody, and uh, welcome to this episode of the RPG Show. Uh, today I am joined by, once again, uh, two favorite guests, or I guess co-hosts now, uh, Kevin and Travis. How y'all guys doing? What's going on? Yep. Um, and today we're going to do an atypical episode that's been, what, two months in the making now? Because we keep, <laughs> something keeps fucking happening and we're... So, it's not, it's not breaking news anymore, now it's just fucking... Tepid like, hatred leftovers. Hatred news. Yeah, I mean, probably have, like if we did this like two weeks ago, our opinions probably be way different than they are now. So maybe it's even better that we waited because we're a little bit more sane about it. Maybe we we had time to deal with our thoughts. Like, because when I was writing these notes, I was just like banging the keyboard. Ah, fuck this! <laughs> this game makes me so mad. <clears throat> yeah, I might have avoided death threats too, for my opinion of it. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be that bad. Like, who's listening to the show, so... <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> versus uh, again? <laughs> say that? Say that again? Say what? Versus gonna get mad at you again? Oh, yeah. Fucking Blaine, maybe. He ain't even gonna listen to this one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't listen if I was planning on playing it at some point. Uh, so I guess the game we're talking about, if, you, if it wasn't made obvious by the title of the fucking episode, is The Last of Us Part 2, so... Yay! It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be, I guess a, an exciting episode. If only because there's, I think, three different opinions this time, not just us. Shit, shit. Jerkman. <laughs> right? Yeah, because we all kind of shitted on FF7, and we all kind of liked uh, Cosmic Star Heroine. And I'm kind of changed my mind on Final Fantasy VII a little bit now that it's like settled. Like I don't need it as much as I thought I did. Like I think. Oh, mine had. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for the next one still. So mine has not changed, so I'm just gonna state that. I don't know if I hated it, but I'm just I'm still at the same level of I really don't care about the next one that comes yeah. out. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna play it, but I'm not like fucking hyped for it. Well, I don't think any of us. I got to hate it. I think it's like a you know like a seven seven point five, but we were kind of shitting on it a little bit in the room. I think. <laughs> well. I feel like like a big name thing like that, it gives yeah. it more leeway to, for it to be shat on, because it's like, you spent how many years doing this, and it yeah. still has these problems, or whatever we want to call it. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, so, let's do a little catch-up here. What's everybody been up to besides 
I am the last of us two, two months ago. Uh, um, oh yeah, I mean, I uh, finished up Xenoblade, the game we're supposed to be doing next. Um, and other than that, just really working and playing some other I started that game Enslaved on PS3. And that's kind of cool, I guess. That's kind of yeah. like the 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 Monkey the King Journey storyline. Yeah, it's like Alex Garland is the reason I even was interested in it. Who I like is he? Uh, I guess he wrote the game. I think. I mean, it seems very uncharted. You know, just fucking jumping around, hopping on shit. Except it's melee combat. Okay. But, well, I think maybe to check it out, but I just never have gotten around to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, fa- it's fairly short. I think it's like 15 hours or something. It's not too bad. Yeah. And I've been dicking around with that Curse of the Moon 2 game as of the last few days. Still doing a no-sub run? Yeah, I'm on my second run now. I, I was bitching about it in the Discord, but the guy explained it wrong. Or, to me, it was confusing. I thought I had to do, like, a bunch of shit, but it's just like the first one. You go back through the castle again, and then you, I think you have to make a decision, and then... Whatever. It's like three or four Indians that I get. Okay. It's a cool game. Alright, well, what about you, Kevin? What have you been up to? Except we're doing that VR shit. <laughs> well, for some reason, like, two years ago, I got, like, one trophy on it, and it was, like, bothering me, so I had to go... I went back and finished uh, this Rick and Morty VR game, and there's just this one part to get... The, the hardest trophy is, like, the one... Where you got, like, there's five, like, either, like, turn a knob, pull a lever, um, hit a button, or move, like, a bat- like a little battery to charge this big battery. And you have to, like, you got, like, three seconds to do it, and they all keep going off and making a noise and stuff like that. And I, never, I thought I would never be able to do it, but I just did it for, like, an hour, and I finally got good at it. <clears throat> but uh, I just needed to plat that so I can just put that game away forever and never ever touch it again. Um, don't blame you. <laughs> if you're a platinum player, like the, the way I am now, like I have all 100%, so I don't move on to the next game until I 100% it and get the platinum. Um, so give me anxiety. So, I find so, so, so go ahead and start Wolfenstein 2, and then you'll be stuck on that game for a couple of years. No, I'm going to do some easy ones so I don't have that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, Doom Eternal has that same trophy, Nick. No shit. God damn. Yeah, yeah, you gotta beat it on very hard without dying. Well, good thing I haven't fucking started that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's fucking it. And, uh, I've been playing Xenoblade. I'm like pretty close to, I think, halfway, so I could probably finish it in a week or so. But I, I know uh, Nick hasn't really been playing it, so that that's our next game. <laughs> Whenever that happens. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it slowly. But, uh, I mean... I just- well, I say if you think it's going to be like a while if you finish, so we could just do a short game in between, but it doesn't matter. That's just going to be longer. I mean, I don't really matter. But yeah, they did like Terminator Salvation to do, get an easy plat, and this game called Telling Lies. And, uh, oh, Kujo, have you played that new PS Plus game, like Erica or whatever? No, but I had already had it purchased, so I heard oh. it's kind of like one of those like. Like choose your own adventure movie games where yeah, so I figured you'd played it. It looks pretty cool. I watched the trailer of it. Yeah, it looks cool. I'll probably play that eventually. But uh, I'm trying to figure out what game I'm gonna play next, and I'm not sure yet. But 
I just have a uh, choice anxiety right now. <clears throat> well, look at look at a bunch of games, and then whichever one starts tickling your pickle, that's the one you play. Well, I think I really want to play Outer Worlds. So play it. Oh, like the Fallout type game? Yeah. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking cool. It's not that long, like 20 hours or something I read, or 30 hours, so... should only take like a week to get through and platinum, and... Then maybe go through and do something like uh, Marvel... I, I want to do like the Marvel licensed like, movie games, just because I don't know why. I just want to like, have the platinum on my trophy list. Because I'm weird, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, okay. We all have our perks. Yeah. Quirk, quirks, whatever the fuck the word is. <laughs> <laughs> My brain still getting part of it, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I do sleep and run, so, I mean, I get it. I just try. But yeah, that's that's all I've been really doing. What about you? Okay. Uh, well, as you've called me out, I haven't been playing Xenoblade Chronicles. Like, I've been bringing the Switch to work, but I just haven't been able to play it at work. And when I'm at home, like, I've got... Like other games that I've been working on that need trophies in them, so I'm like, uh, well, I could play Xenoblade at work maybe, and then I get back to work and I have to fucking do my job again, and I don't play it. So have you have you tried telling them that you need to do the game for your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem is I'm like the only maintenance tech on shift, so I can't just like push the shit off on somebody else, and uh, like they've got cameras everywhere. So if a machine's down and I'm not like at the machine being filmed working on the machine, then I get in trouble. Like I could theoretically just be like I'm not fixing that, sorry. And then go sit what? at my desk and play Switch, but I'm like, that's I don't want to get fired. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't blame you. Not right now. Why are you? Why are you the only one there? Is other people left because of the virus or some shit? No, it's always been one maintenance tech per shift because the factory is pretty small. There's only. Oh. Uh, there's like seven grinding machines. <clears throat> well, there's seven first stage grinding machines, five second stage grinding machines, uh, I think eight working uh, polishing machines, and then five working final polishing machines, and then all the wafers that get processed move into the super clean room where they get uh, etched, and then uh, they get put through this like high... Uh, Highly fucking, I can't think of the word. Like, but it's like they inspected very, very well, right? <laughs> and uh, detail, I think, is the word I look for. Like, it's a super fucking detailed. Like, they check the planer, uh, like the leveling of the wafer to see if there's any ridges or valleys or anything like that on the surface. That, like, at the micron level, and then they check the sheen of it. The uh, so there's like no scratches or no m marks on it at, at all. Then uh, it gets like patched with all kinds of shit before it's shipped off. So, so they don't have a lot of stuff. But if one thing so if one thing breaks down, it's usually just one thing a night that breaks down that somebody works on. So they don't need more than one person there. Right. Oh, that's good. so even on day shift, it's one person. Well, day shift's special because you have the maintenance tech and then the maintenance lead, uh, uh, who's supposed to be working on like projects and shit because he's like. He's technically in engineering, quote unquote, but he's not an engineer. Like they just have him, <laughs> right? I don't fucking know. Like he gets paid a lot of money, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I'm not jealous or anything that he just gets <laughs> fuck off all day. So, uh, 
Yeah, because at Continental, where I worked before, I had, there was like four to five people per shift uh, for maintenance because the building was so fucking huge. And um, shit was um, cold the time. Yeah. Well, I guess. So it's, a, it's a huge change, but whatever. I guess you're working, I guess, so that's good. Yeah. I'd rather not be. I wish I was one of those fucking assholes that was on fucking furlough and getting paid just well, that's, much well, that's getting good. paid. That's kind of coming to an end. That's over and done with now. I think the last oh, I pay- the last paycheck at the end of July. I think for that six hundred bucks. I'm aware. I just would have been nice to be able to. Do oh, that. oh yeah. My wife just got fucking like so. She got um like a big ass check from unemployment because she was denied it. Um, so she was asked to go back to her job like half pay or some shit, and she was pretty much like, "Fuck you, I'm not doing it." <laughs> they yeah. didn't tell tell her what she was going to be doing and shit like that, so she said no. And so she got, after that, she, unemployment, like, she didn't get nothing. And then um, she's been filing every time, and now all of a sudden they finally got back cut with and her work never said anything. And apparently what they did was illegal because they weren't allowed to actually take pay cuts because they got money from the government to pay their payroll. Yeah. So she got, like, you know, the 600 bucks plus the, un- the minimum unemployment for, like, six, seven weeks back pay. Sweet. Yeah, so it worked out for us. Nice vacation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess that's it for catching up. <laughs> Are we already talking about this fucking game? Me, me and Kuda talked about it for a little bit. <laughs> okay. We had a pre-podcast. Yeah. Well, so you all have hashed your ideas out then. Okay, cool. So, uh, typically how we do it on the show is uh, we talk about five things. The uh, gameplay, the story, the visuals, the music, and the overall experience. And sometimes some games have some replayability, so we mention that as well at the end. Uh, oftentimes they don't. Um, and we typically give it a score between one through five, uh, including half scores, because I fucked it up a long time ago, because that's how I am. Um, typically, we like to do uh, a brief description of the category, except for the storyline, because I just fucking start monolo- monologuing for like an hour, so feel free to skip through that shit. Um, we'll do some likes, dislikes, and then give it an overall, uh, give it a score for that category, and then kind of sum it up at the end, um, talk about the next game we're going to play, and close it out. So, uh, does anybody want to start off with the gameplay? I'll go. Okay. Um, so, I forgot how it is. So, we're, I was just giving a general overview of, of the gameplay, right? Yeah. Like, how it plays. Like, is it third? So, it's a third-person perspective. Right. I mean, I, I assume anybody listening to it has played the first one. So, um, yeah, it's just pretty much third person. I'd say it's pretty much a stealth game for the most part. Did you guys play it stealth-wise? Um, I did for the most part, but then I saw some people, like, as Abby played, just, like, running and, like, just punching people and punching zombies in the face. And it looked like it would have been kind of fun to do it that way. Like, just running I need... I need I don't even know how the fuck you would do that because you just get fucking shot and killed. But not on like easy. Oh yeah, man. All right, so yeah, you just. I didn't play it stealth either, though. Like I, 
I half attempted to, but I found that I was getting seen by everybody for some fucking reason, even if I was like laying down in tall grass. So I would just fucking, I just shot everybody. I shot every fucking dog. I shot every person. I laughed when people were like, Steve, <laughs> Stacy. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, bitch. And then I killed that bitch too. So how do you have the ammo for all this? Uh, you have, you have awesome aim I, or something? I guess I'm good at fucking headshots, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I, yeah, I fucking didn't have no fucking ammo half the time. But and like, well, what would happen would be like I'd get into a good position and then I'd headshot somebody and then everybody would start coming running. So then I'd like start flanking because they lose track of you a little bit. Like, oh, they're in this area. So then I'd have a melee weapon and run up and stab them. Well, with a fucking alley, it was super easy. Way super easy to stealth kill everybody. Because you get infinite shivs, so it's like, bam. Yes, yes, it's yes. throat, Which was a welcome change, but then also I feel like it took some of the fun away from having to try to be strategic. But then also the game took some of that fun away too, because there are lots of areas where there's just a bunch of fucking dudes. And I'm like, okay, I don't see any real path to stealth through any of this shit without sitting here waiting for an hour to study their fucking tracking and I don't really care to do that so I'm just going to go and shoot somebody and see what the fuck happens well I mean I guess that's one way of playing the fucking game that's not how I fucking played it but I kind of did stealth for I'll be honest too I played it on easy because I didn't want to like this thing was already giving me anxiety so I wanted to get through it and, uh, uh, I just can you switch it at any time yeah you can okay time. I did and uh, that, I mean, that, the game accessibility, like, it's super accessible, so you can change it on the whim and not have to worry about anything. Um, I remember being locked out of stuff or whatever, so that was cool. But, um, like, from the beginning, like, I, like, like you said, you have to wait forever. And I was like, uh, fuck this. And so I turned on easy and, like, just ki- like one shot at everyone and just killed them and moved on. Because, like, even then, like, the, the, some of the, the areas take a while just to get through. You know? Oh yeah, and there's like a lot of areas are just like big, so it's like you don't like Nick was saying you don't really know like where the fuck you're going. <laughs> it's like you think you know kind of whatever, and then it's like it, you just like a dead end or whatever. It's, I mean that can be kind of frustrating when you're stealthing in your way. So I'm like, god damn it! Like I just spent ten fucking minutes <laughs> laying this fucking path out, and now I'm kind of fucked up. Well, I need to make an amendment to that. So my first playthrough, when I obviously didn't know where anything was, I just kind of did a, more of a running gun thing. But when I was rushing through the game again to get the back to Abby's part to do the rest of the upgrades and shit, having had known the area, I was able to kind of still through a little better. Uh, but I still like found there's a bunch of parts you could just book it because there's no like. Yeah, you can. There's like there's no like block. I guess, like, some games have, like, oh, you can't leave the area until enemies are fucking dead or whatever. Well, but there's some... Do. Yeah, with the doors, and you gotta, like, sit there for ten fucking seconds. Yeah, and you're making a bunch of noise and shit, and then you get shot, and she just gives up trying to open the fucking door, and you die. I'm like, oh, that's lovely. Wonderful. It's, de- it's depressing what it is when you, like, take ten minutes to get there, and they're like... <laughs> At least the checkpoints were okay. Like, every well, time that happened, like, I spawned, like... But... They were okay, but they were not okay because they all, they when I, I noticed when I respawned from a checkpoint that it would kind of reset enemy locations in a way that they weren't set up in a, to be when I got to that fucking spot in the first place, and that caught me off guard a couple times because I was expecting nobody to be in front of me because before I died there was nobody in this fucking area, so I walk right out and then like oh who's that fucking killer? I'm like oh well let's, let's restart checkpoint. Then I know this fucking asshole's right here. 
Well, yeah, but I do think they, I mean, because you can restart the encounter or the checkpoint, which is nice. Cause, so when you do get put in that position or whatever, you can just go back to the beginning of the whole encounter, which could suck if you're two or two areas, two checkpoints ahead. But I mean, also, like, the I don't know if you guys noticed, and I don't even know, like, what the difference is, because I played on Survivor. I don't know if there's much difference in the AI. I guess I think they are more aggressive. I understand, but like they don't even always follow the same path. Some in some places, they'll like, like when you're in that one library area with Ellie, like they'll fucking go like different ways. It's kind of okay. hard. So it's like kind of put me on edge. I'm like, I, so they'll go like the same way like three times in a row. Then all of a sudden I'm like hiding in the spot, and then here they come like see me. I'm like, I'll put them the flying fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely were a lot more patient than I was because I did not wait. I saw somebody and I was I was embodying Ellie. I was like fucking payback, bitch. So I just killed everybody. See, I tried to be pacifist as I could on most areas. That's just how I wanted to play it. But it fucks you, which is when I get to the con or whatever for the gameplay. It's like it doesn't. If you don't kill somebody, sometimes it does not register a checkpoint. So That's you can shitty. get. So you can get, which I, I think the reasoning for the more I thought about after I beat the game is so you can't just book it from checkpoint to checkpoint, you know? So you can just run. Like, if it was that way, you could just run to this area and all of a sudden checkpoint and then die and then run to the next area. So it's like if you don't actually initiate a kill, then there's areas that are like, there's like three or four checkpoints, but it will take you forever past this because you never. I mean, there's sometimes it would, but I, never... I get so fucking... <laughs> I never tried. I never tried running. I literally killed everyone in every area. <laughs> All dead. I mean, I would say I pacifist at least three quarters of the game oh, that wow. you could. But I wouldn't. All I wouldn't I'll admit there are times like if I get to the and I, and I just hear guns rifle going, I just fucking run, fuck take off, and I just take well, take a shot and then heal up with <laughs> the next fucking area. Well, if you really don't feel like playing the game, there is an accessibility option where if you're prone, no enemies can ever see you, so you're just fucking prone on the ground. If you really oh, so felt I... like it, and just crawl through well, everything. You can, check, you can, like, I didn't know, because I didn't look, but can't you, like, adjust all settings, like the enemy aggressiveness and all kinds of shit? Um, I've heard... I don't know. I just turned on, like, the listening mode that lets you detect items in the background, because I enjoyed that from the first game. And... Oh, the grounding or whatever? Uh, well, just, like, so what you do, like, listening mode, and then you press circle or something, and it's, like, it sends out this, uh, I don't know, like, almost like an echo location type thing, and if it tags an item in the environment, it blings the item, so you, you know that you can fucking pick it up, so I wasn't wasting time walking through every area being like, oh, is there a fucking half of a piece of scissors I can pick up up here? <laughs> Did you, did you always feel like... Cause what did you play with, Nick? Normal or hard? Uh, moderator, whatever the fucking the medium level was. Okay. Did you always feel like you had plenty of fucking resources? I think we talked about it. Oh. Yeah, definitely. Like, I... I, had, I feel like... Like, I made all of my uh, craftable items, and I never used them. So there was shit just laying around for me to pick up constantly. Yeah, I never really used any of my shit either, you know, up until, like, the couple, like, boss kind of things that you had to kill, I'd use them. But as far as, like, the encounters, yeah, I was always, like, leaving shit behind, even on Survivor, which is supposed to not have hardly any as much. So, I guess, even then, it kind of irked me that I still felt like I was, uh, having way too much shit. Other than, uh, ammo, because 
I, there's no way in hell my dumbass for shooting would ever going good to shoot everybody and be. Dude, that's a that kind of annoyed me about gameplay too. It's like you can't just pick up all this ammo like every other game ever. But now oh, I'm only having one extra clip. Fuck you. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like survivor horror, I guess. So like and. Yeah, but I mean that would take you out of the mer like supposed to be like you're missing like you don't want to waste. But I don't think they did a good job of that, anyways. Well, I suck at aiming. It's, I mean, it's one, of the, it's one of those things where they have to do a gameplay limitation to preserve the like immersive aspect they're going for. Like real, like real. If you take a step back and you're analyzing it realistically, and your take your one takeaway is man. I couldn't pick up enough ammo. Like I saw a bunch of ammo laying on the ground, and the character didn't want to pick it up. Like you're, like, yeah, like, you're focusing on the wrong aspect of the whole situation because they, in order to balance certain encounters, like they can't just let you have fifty fucking bullets for your rifle or whatever. Like it's an unfortunate thing. Like, but yes, in a real scenario. There's no fucking way anybody would be leaving any of those like assault rifles that are fucking laying around. Anytime the enemy you kill them right. and you drop a rifle, you'd be like, I'm picking that up and make sure I get all the fucking bullets out of all this shit. Her backpack would not be a fucking backpack. It'd be one of those fucking ammo <laughs> yeah. fucking carrying cases or some shit. Because that's, that's, I mean, that's real life how I would assume most yeah. people would treat the situation. But then, like, then again, like in real life, this bitch would have been dead long, long, long before. She even got anywhere close to Abby. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of you have to take. Abby would just killed her in real life. Well, if yeah, that's exactly. Game, Resident Evil Two would be the dumbest game ever because you have no ammo and you're in a fucking police station. <laughs> that's true. You also you, you also apparently in the can, canonically never get bit, so they're super fucking cops or something. Yeah. There you go. So. Yeah, I mean, I, in Uncharted, you get a lot. Ammo, but that's supposed to be like, like I don't think they really want you shooting in this game. I mean, it seems like they, I mean, they kind of push stealth on you. I mean, how many times can you get shot and when y'all play? Because I feel like two shots and I'm pretty much dead. Play, don't survive. Uh, for me, I think I was four or five shots. Okay. Yeah, I, like, could I, usually... I could take some hits, but if I got like, if there's too many of them, then I was dead because. Obviously, getting shot at by eight people means you get eight bullets coming your way, and that's no bueno. Yeah, like, there's no way I could run from area to area, I don't think, not with taking the little amount. Like, if I had full health, I could take two shots and be at the very, at, you know, at that thin line. So, like, I don't... I think they want you to be stealth, really, for the most part. I mean, the first game, I felt like I was more stealth. Oh, I, I used to... I still thought... Most of the first game, like the but, last encounter, like where you're in the collapsed tunnel and there's like the two uh, bloater boomers, where the fuck they are, bloaters, and there's a bunch of like clickers and there's like puddles of like pond water just fucking filled up and there's like that side room. I think I stealthed that thing the first time and it took me like 20, 25 minutes trying to be cautious. But then every time after that, like I learned where everything was, so I just ran through it. But see, in the um, in this one, the AI is way smarter. In the second, first one, I feel like it's easy to lure, get a melee weapon, lure enemy around the corner, beat the fuck out of them, then lure another one around the corner, and beat the fuck. Like I know I did that in a bunch of counter in the first game, or used to fuck out the bow. I didn't even really use the bow in this one. I was kind of excited when I finally got it, but then I'm like, 
I was still on my pacifist thing, so I didn't really use it. Did you guys use it a lot, or just use? They gave it to you too late, where you had yeah, I agree. much other shit. And it, it, a lot of the encounters weren't focused on stealth because there weren't any like stealthy avenues, in my opinion. Like you can't shoot somebody with a bow and be like, "Oh, I was quiet," because there's still like three people looking at him. Almost everywhere you go, there's like two other people in the same area because they're in a squad and they're sweeping an area. So, like, unless you wait for them, like, I don't know, maybe five, ten minutes to get by themselves and then shoot them and then do the same thing for the next person, like, it felt tedious. Like, there's no way I would use the bow unless I had to. And they always they always see a dead fucking body, like, or well, I would say always, but, I mean, it's a pretty good chance when you kill somebody, they're going to find out about it. The only time I there's no bow was when um, it was, like, a human and a dog, like, by themselves, and if you use the bow on the human and kill them, uh, the dog would just like whimper and kind of be around the body, and then you could just really take out the dog real quick. But... Nick, Kuja, I, I, I can't believe you're killing the fucking dogs, man. That's what the game wanted me to do, okay? Yeah, I them dogs—they were painting the fucking ass is what they were. Following my fucking trail, <laughs> I'm just fucking, fucking trying to crawl away. I'm like, God damn it! Let me—do I have a bottle? Let me find a bottle so I can throw this motherfucker. <laughs> my favorite part about the dogs was when I'd be shooting somebody, and then they would come out of fucking nowhere and flank my ass and jump on me. And I'd, like, have to kick them off. And then I would pump my whole clip into them. Because fuck them. They're, they're, they're vicious, <laughs> what they are. Like, they scare the fuck out of me when they come, like, out of the corner of the fucking screen, because I didn't know they were all... God damn it. Yeah. But those dogs, uh, they're really realistic. I mean, I mean, the, that's the thing, like, the people they made it seem like the immersion was really good like when you're when you're going through those things because they're like having conversations with each other and um... yeah there was some dipshit in the podcast list too that was saying that the dog the dog's animation looks like it looked terrible and i'm like they both have real dogs yeah i'm just like that's what the other guy said and he's like i'm like you're just trying to be fucking stupid what you're trying to do you're trying to just talk shit about the game talk shit about it yeah just being contrarian yeah. Um. What else about gameplay? Like, there's a couple. Of- um, oh, okay. Well, the skill tree. Well, you got like so. The first one had like a small skill tree, right? Yeah. I haven't played the first one. This one, I, I kind of respect the fact that they didn't go crazy with it, because they could have been stupid, like a lot of games where you got all these fucking options. I mean, I thought it was, you know, there were some decent options in it, but I mean, you really didn't need any of them really to get through the game. Like- what did you? the progression of the skill tree you, you like you didn't have to buy one to get the next one you could like see everything in the skill tree and you're like okay if i really want to <laughs> have to buy these but if i don't want anything in that skill tree i can go to the next one first and uh so you got like the books or whatever to get different options for upgrade like you know for stealth or melee or, or i forget what the other ones were but you had to kind of uh explore for those some of them were like you know in the safes that you had to Stuff. So it made you go out of your way to, so to get that shit. Cracking was a gameplay thing, so that was kind of interesting. Like, if you uh, you can like try to figure it out, or like if you like listen, if you spin the uh, wheel, if you want to do it this way, it'll make like a weird click when you get to the right number. Really? Yeah. There's like a. It, it's just a different click, I guess. I, I tested it out, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That's because I saw somewhere I read that somewhere you could do it that way. And I tested it out, and it worked. I was like, holy crap, that's pretty cool. So they, 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 did put a did, lot of, they put a lot of time and effort into, like, the gameplay. I mean, it's, it's 
solid. I mean, I I like the Saints because they weren't like fucking Silent Hill, Resident Evil bullshit, <laughs> like make you really pissed off trying to figure it out. But they, I mean, some of them, like the first one that where you actually had to like, I think it was like someone's number or something where you had to like look on, you know, like on the bulletin board for it. And, like I had to get like up on my TV pretty close to see it. But I mean, I thought those are nice little touches yeah, that's pretty to cool. some of them. And like the uh, some like the whole thing with the rope, where like you have to throw the rope the right way to get to some places to like. Uh, yeah, yeah, the rope mechanic's pretty fucking awesome. It's in Uncharted Four too, I think, if I recall correctly. So, um, I think they kind of reused that, but it's it's a pretty cool mechanic. I, I can see why they reused. It's like pretty cool. You just like throw it over. The, it's kind of you know, realistic. Throw it over the thing. And, see what else is there you you have to find quarters or cards depending on which uh character you are did you have to get all those for a trophy of course yeah so did you guys like either of those because i heard some people say they like the cards but they were stupid um the cards are kind of interesting i mean they're just like playoffs of regular like you know regular comic book characters i didn't i mean i i collected as many as i've seen i I like, like I didn't like try to get all of them. I never looked at any of them to in depth. Though. I don't. But the quarters it makes sense. I mean, I guess it's kind of interesting. You'd probably be finding weird change in weird places. Like just think about where you find weird change now. So. I and it's all her dad's thing from that first flashback. Yeah. So, so and then you know for the play, for for gameplay they, I don't think they change it up too much. But they do change it up when you get to Abby. Like she has, then you go back to. Needing the ship to kill stuff. Yeah. And... She also gets like heavier weapons too. Yeah. But she can also like just you know choke them to death. So do you guys think they try to make her 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 gameplay better? Because I don't I don't feel like that's the case. Like I think they're just trying to make it different. Yeah. I think yeah the game. Go for it. Do what? Uh, you talk, Kuja. Oh, I just thought it was uh, different. I mean. I think think she's supposed to be, you know, working her whole. Since her dad died, she was just training to get to this point. And I, think I mean, it made her it, a little bit. I mean, they made her a lot stronger than Ellie. You know. I mean, she is. Like, she's that's a fucking a fucking bitch to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. So. So I that was cool. I mean, like I, when I watched some of the videos of the people that played it, like her, like just like being aggressive and just like punching like fucking clickers to death. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know. I thought it was, I was like, man, I wish I would have played like that instead of like stealthing those things. Yeah, I mean, I thought they they changed it up enough for her. I don't the game, which is an, a gripe on the game. I, I don't think the the game is just the length justifies the gameplay. Even changing it up with her, it's just not to thirty fucking hours. But I mean, I just, I don't think they try to make because someone was trying to say, oh, they made they made her gameplay way. That's fucking. I don't fucking well, agree with that. To me, I played them both pretty much the same, but so there were some limitations. Like I noticed that there's long, a lot more like long range, um, like uh, encounters for Abby, and th- to account for that, like her weapons got scopes. Uh, that I think only one, like maybe Ellie's rifle had a scope, but like Abby's uh, assault rifle has a scope. You can get a scope on her like hunting uh, pistol. You can get a scope on. The crossbow, I think you can get a scope on something else, and I'm like, "Fuck, what the hell's all these scopes for?" Like, I never, I never bought them until the end, which I wish I had had bought them earlier that uh, over something else uh, 
that I could have upgraded because there were times where like some dude's sniping you like five floors up in some dilapidated building and I'm like I can't fucking hit this asshole. Yeah, I wish I had Chinatown, that motherfucker. Yeah, there's a bunch so there's the the game like the section are the encounters are played out differently, but you can play them the same if you really want to. You just have to get close to the dudes and kill them. Yeah, I mean, I played, I played her just as much pacifist as I did Ellie, other than I think there was more scenes where you, encounters where you had to kill people with Abby that I remember. There, and there's like quite a few more, like when you're down in like the arcade thing, fighting that one big ass fucking thing. Isn't that Ellie though? Is it Ellie? I don't know. I think it was Abby. I think I read it in my notes. In the arcade and you fall into, fall through the floor and there's a big bloater down there. Yeah, that's Abby, isn't it? Is that a bloater? That's Ellie. That's not a bloater. That's the uh, what's the other one called? That's a bloater. There's a there's a new one called uh, fuck starts in the S. Shambler. Shambler. Okay, yeah, bloater. Yeah, so the big guy's the bloater. Yeah, it's a big motherfucker. Did you did yeah. you guys like the and the, wasn't the other one too? The other ones that that's kind of like stealthy, pretty quick. Did you is that one kind of new? Stalker. Or is he in the first? Stalker. Yeah, is that is that the first one? Yeah, they're they first introduced in the dam area, I think, or the underground water treatment sewer system, whatever the fuck it is, where there's like that old, uh, like the make makeshift town that gets overrun by infected, and you're there with the black people. I can't remember the name. Oh, Sam, <laughs> Sam and something. Sam and somebody, yeah, and uh, that's where you first get introduced to stalkers because you they switch it up where Ellie has to go with the older black guy, and you get stuck with Sam. And you're going through that like uh, daycare area, and then that's where they first introduced the stalkers. I think. In the I, first I guess. One. I guess this has been too long for me. I played the game. I played the first one the weekend. I beat it the weekend it came out, and then I haven't touched it since. Okay, I played it like eight times. Like oh yeah, I've only I only played it once. I was like, I love it. I ain't like other than the DLC. I hated the stalker parts the most because like you can't. Yes. You can't see where they're at. Like I I put all this fucking points into my uh, listening. Oh. Game. And I can't. Hear yeah, them. you know, I'm like I max it out. I feel like if you max it out, you should still be able to see them. But you have to like throw a bottle for them to run out, and then you just throw another like Botoff cocktail at them and kill them. But I don't know. Then there's still some ones be like they that don't go over there, and then they just like get, come behind you. You have no fucking idea, and you're dead. But, well, I hated the one motherfucker that was like in the lab, was like in the hospital with with Abby, where he's got the big big guy with him. Oh, that was a good fight. That was a good fight. That was a good fight. <laughs> I died so many fucking times in that fight because I didn't know <laughs> that you could, like, go around. I was just, like, constantly just chucking bombs and shit at it, like, trying to kill it for, like, 20 fucking minutes, and it was just killing me, like, one fucking hit. God damn, this is ridiculous. Yeah, that's the one point in the game where I died consistently. I think I died, like, 10 times because I didn't know. I, I thought you were stuck in that room. Yeah. So started, and then like you get that kind of uh, office that you can jump through the window through, and I'm like, oh sweet, I can. So what I ended up doing was like running to that office, jumping in the window, and then they would follow me in there, and I would jump back out the window, and then run to the far corner of the room, and they start fucking wailing on them. And then I think there's like a gurney or something there, and so they would come around one side, and I'd run back across the other side, run back into the room, jump over through the window, and start shooting through the window again until they just died. And it took me a while to get that done because the boss has, like, a one-hit kill, which I could not yes. like, avoid for the life of me yeah, for, like, the first fucking five times. <laughs> yes. He's fucking up. 
Yeah, the stalker. Like if he, if he, if I did not catch him, like when he went around the other room, I would just if he got me, I just like I had this problem anyways. Like I just restart the encounter. Like I get pissed off if I get hit because I was always, I'm always afraid of like not having health. So if I get hit more than I think I should get hit, I just restart. I'd st- I I stare. I was stuck there forever. I was getting so that, fucking pissed. That encounter was the only encounter where I used almost all of my ammo. Yeah, I, yeah, I used all my shit. And then when you got down to the bot, I think you another floor, and the, the stalker fucker, or was another one in an, uh, another floor. I'm like, God damn, I only got like five fucking bullets left. And that guy tried to shoot this motherfucker in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit sucked. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Do you want to like say likes and dislikes now? I think you play guitar. That's the only other thing. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, I mean, we didn't talk about the horse shit, which I guess some people are mad that there wasn't more of. Um, did you guys like that area? Yeah, the one open world Seattle day one or whatever it was. Fuck it. Okay, I kind of did, like, well, I didn't. I actually don't mind it now that I know that's not the whole game, but I was getting very fucking pissed when I thought the game was going to be, like, an open world game. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? But, I mean, it was only, the, that's where you get the shotgun, I think, for Ellie. Yeah. In the bank? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I thought it was cool to let you go out of your way to get an extra gun. I don't know how many... That's really the only other time in the game where you can, like, go to an extra area, right? Yeah, pretty much. Why didn't you like it, Nick? You just thought it was because like, you were there too long? Um. Yeah, so it's, like, more of a plot pacing issue to me than, like, yeah. a gameplay issue because you get to the area and then just, like... Oh, and you get oh, us. Oh, so. we got a fucking map. Let's, let's, yeah, we gotta, like, figure, the, like, find some gas or whatever the fuck, and then that's it. And then you kind of just mosey around everywhere, and then they make random fucking comments on nothing. And then you go to, like, the synagogue, oh. and you fuck around in the synagogue for, like, five minutes. And I was like, what the hell is the point of this set piece? Because you literally come here for no reason. Like, oh, no gas, because we gotta go to the other place. Oh, okay. The yeah, I tried the reverse the second time, and depending where, which one you pick first, you get no gas in the first one. You just get the gas can. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the synagogue was like a Jewish lesson. I think he was trying to just give us a lesson on whatever. Did you guys have the um, issue like I was in Final Fantasy VII too, where it's like they would be like talking, like having a little, you know chat with each other and then like a scene would trigger and it would just cut it off like that shit pisses me the fuck uh, yeah. yeah I'm like I, I, now I'll never know what interesting conversation was just about to happen like I don't understand why like uh, don't let me trigger the fucking scene while they finish talking well I'll help you out and say there was no interesting conversation so you didn't miss I, anything well, well that's, that was a cool part about God of War like in that game if you like triggered a scene He'd be like, okay, well, the next time you get in the boat, because basically the only time they would start telling the story would be like when you're in that little boat. Like, continue off from the la- where I left off last time, and he'll start continue. Like, you continue on the story, so you wouldn't lose yeah. it. That yeah, that was good. Other than the fact that I listened to anything Kratos had to say, because I- what was that? That was me um, hitting my desk, my man. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much. I just want to bring up the horse thing because that, that was like kind of a different. But then they killed the horse. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um. All right. I mean, I'll go with my likes and dislikes. I mean, I like that the game really 
uh, that had good stealth in it. You could pretty much pacifist pretty much almost all the game, other than the encounters require you to kill things. And I mean, I liked that there was more upgrades from the first game, but they didn't go crazy with it. I never felt stressed to like do this or that. I kind of just went with the stealth route, and I was fine with that. And I upgraded. The upgrade system pretty much the same, so I mean, I like that they kept that. The same. My really only dislikes for the gameplay is that, like I said earlier, that when you fucking try to not kill anybody, like you get fucked, and you gotta come go back to the beginning of the encounter when you really should be starting in a different spot. I kind of understand why. And I guess I think that the gameplay is not good enough for the length of the game at times. Even though I didn't mind it at all, but for generally speaking, I think 30 hours or whatever, is there's not a... So, that's my... So what do you give it? Oh, I thought... Do we, are we all ready after we do our dislikes and dislikes? Yeah. Oh, um... I think it's four and a half out of five. Okay. Alright, well, what about you, Kevin? Uh, I thought it was fun at first. Um, it was, like, you know, the stealth play, I like that, and, uh, you know, you, you got your variety of weapons, you can figure out what style suits you the best, and what gun suits you the best. Um, but kind of like, uh, what Travis was saying, like, uh, after a while it just gets kind of boring, and it kind of lags in places, and you're like, the... There's not a lot of enemy, like, there's basically humans and zombies, if you want to boil it down to it, and there's not that much variation in those, uh, in those characters, like, those enemies, like, there might be different zombies, but, like, there's maybe, like, three or four, and you're finding the same kind most of the time, so your strategy doesn't really change that much, so then it kind of gets boring, because you're not really having to figure anything out after, you know, the first few hours of the game. You kind of got your play style, and then uh, you just go with that for the rest of the game. So, I, I mean, it's good. I mean, everything like with the game, how it runs, and it's smooth, and there's not a lot of bugs. I didn't feel like I hit any really nasty bugs in it, and um, so it's really produced game pretty well. But uh, just it got kind of repetitive, um, and then you know, like some people like the whole Abby part. To me, it just felt. I, I didn't care for her character, so then that part of the game just drug on for me. I just wanted to get it over with. Um, so that kind of took me out of it a little bit. So that's, um, so that was a negative on that. It's uh, understandable. But yeah, I mean, it was like the first game. It was fun until the, until it wasn't, I guess. So I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five. Um, I mean, they have a lot of cool things they did, like the whole guitar thing, cracking the safes. Like that was pretty fun when those when you get to those parts. So I mean, it, the gameplay was solid. Okay. Uh, for me, um, I like the combat. I guess like the general gameplay flow because it was very similar to the first one. I just felt like the encounters weren't crafted as well as the first game because I. Had a lot, a lot of time in the first game. Uh, there were situations where you had to, you had to use stealth or you would die. Like there's no way to get out of there because they, they didn't give you much ammo. Like you had enough shit to make like a shiver two, 
so you could uh, kill some zombies with them or whatever. And if you did that successfully, uh, great. If you didn't, then you're like fighting for your life. Like they would leave bricks and shit on the grounds everywhere or whatever, so you could pick up a brick, smash a zombie with it or whatever, and then take him out that way. Like you still had ways to do things, even if you fucked up the situation. Um, but for me, for this one, it felt like you either, well, like, cause, like uh, Travis was saying, he uh, reloaded from checkpoints a lot. Like, so you either had to do the shit right the first time, or you started over. And it just didn't, uh, like, feel as fun to me, I guess, like, when I was playing the game, because nothing felt different. It just felt like, oh, I was, I'm going into a new area. I'm shooting a bunch of people or, <clears throat> or zombies or whatever, and then I'm getting through to the next area. And these areas are like spaced out like an hour, and then you get like five minutes of some plot, and then you go another hour of just doing random shit. So for me, it just really drug on a lot, and I would have preferred it if it was a shorter experience. Like I probably would have enjoyed the game a lot more if it stopped. Uh, at the part where you switch over to playing as Abby. Like, I didn't... I'm not, like, hating against Abby or anything. Like, I would have preferred an Abby game and then an Ellie game or something like that. Like, a prequel or, like, a midway game between part one and part two where, like, you play as Abby first or something and then you get that out of the way and then you play as Ellie getting her revenge or whatever. And then it would have been spaced out, I guess, well enough, like, with other, other shit in between, where I would have not been burnt out at the end, because uh, when I was getting to the end of the game, like, when you're doing the slaver camp shit, I was over it. Like, I'm done playing. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, oh, I gotta, I finally get an assault rifle as Ellie, or whatever the fuck, or SMG, whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, neat. Cool. Now I gotta go through another fucking whole stage, which I, but I felt like the, it, like, it was a Double-edged sword, almost, because, like, the area design, I felt like was better in the last, the, ep- the epilogue or whatever part of the game than it was anywhere else. You talking about that last area with the Rattlers? Yeah. Yeah. That area was pretty fucking I was, I was stuck in that area for, like, a long fucking time. And you could, like, let the zombies out, which I don't, I'm pretty sure... There was, like, way more things to do there. Like, yeah. things that were innovative. Like, oh, shit, like, they've got tied up. Slave yeah. zombie things that they fuck around with for some fucking reason because of retards. <laughs> uh, yeah, just let it go and let it cause havoc and shit. And like you, it felt like I was actually controlling, I guess the the encounter more than I was before because like you could fight, you could have like uh, the infected fight the uh, like the wolves or whatever a couple times, but it just felt like you were there watching it happen. Like you weren't actively being party to the chaos. Like, you could throw a fucking brick or something and make noise, and they'd, they'd be like, oh, shit, is she over there? And then the clickers or whatever the fuck else are like, Rah! and then they meet up, and they're like, oh, infected, and then they fight. Whereas in this, it's just like, hey, let me let this fucking infected go, and then the, the rather dudes are like, oh, shit, how'd that fucking thing get loose? Ah, and then, like, use it as a distraction or whatever the fuck, they kill dudes, whatever. It felt more organic i guess that way yeah yeah and so it's a shame that they tied, they just left it to the end when they could have had these more organic ideas yeah, they, earlier 
Yeah, because they, you know, we brought the horse thing. It, it does seem like they maybe tried a couple different things. Maybe it didn't really put it all together. To me, the horse thing felt like, why is it there? Yeah, they I... They could have had the same, um, like, they could have made you go to the bank, and then had you go through the bank and go to the next area, or whatever the fuck, like, because there's, there's quote-unquote open areas, like, in other parts of the game, but they're not open, like, they're a small area that you have to, you can, there's multiple buildings you can go into, and there's, like, secret areas, which is fine, because then you can just kind of go on to the main path when you're tired of this shit, whereas this, it's like, if... It felt like the, it was too big. Like, I don't know what the fuck the whole point of this was. Like, oh, we got a horse here. You got obligatory, you have a horse, ride the horse area. And you ride the horse round, and you're just like... I have a theory. Yeah, go ahead. My theory on that is that that was the original idea for the game. <clears throat> I was about to say that, I was about to say that too. And then they were like, oh, wait, this isn't working. But they didn't want to, like, just scrap it. Like, we'll just use this in the beginning, and then, you know, we'll go back to the other way for the rest of the game. It's like, maybe... Fair enough. I don't know if that's true, but that that would make. I was kind of thinking that too when you were saying it. But maybe you know, yeah. I mean, it might not be like that at all. But... They were like, "Man, we don't want to make this game too fucking open. Like, we were trying to get our, our story across. Like, fuck everybody. If you explore too much, then you kind of take yeah. yourself out of the immersion more. Yeah, and you lose the the story thread. Well, and I think that's a big problem. That why I don't like open world games in general because like you have a plot. And then you forego the plot for hours, maybe. Like, you're doing whatever the fuck you want to do, and then you get back to the plot, and if there's any kind of tension or emotional pull or anything that was supposed to get you invested in the plot, you've done forgot about it. Like, you don't care because yeah. you have, you've been so far removed from the plot that you're like, oh, yeah, this is the thing that's happening. Well, the only oh, thing let me do something, and then it opens up some more of the game or whatever the fuck, and you go do that. So Yeah, it's... I'm with you on the open world game. I think Witcher 3 does it pretty good because the stories are pretty interesting, but 99% of the game do it to me boring as fuck. Yeah, Witcher's the only one that really does it good because yeah, the, a lot of the side quests still tie into it, and like all the story beats like are self-contained, so you get past the part, and then you're still then you're going on a search for the next thing, anyways. So then you sure. Can, so then you can search the world as you're going to find the one thing you're trying to find, where it's not like. Um, like in Xenoblade, like people are attacking, but I'm gonna go do the yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stupid. Uh, oh, we didn't bring up the gameplay, but they did bring the dodge button into it. Did you guys use it much, other than the times where you had to do like the one against the big fuckers? Uh, Probably. Uh, yeah, I just used it for like bosses, you know, or the clickers. I don't really remember dodging. Now that you bring it up. <laughs> well, I mean, you probably dodged when like. You know, like the big guys come at you with the hammer or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like the only time that I think you pretty much. Well, I mean, I guess you could just pull. Nick, you probably just pulled a gun and shot the motherfuckers, I'd imagine. I, I was trying to save ammo, so I'd be like dodging forever. At the end of the game, you have to dodge. That's the only thing you can do. Fuck, fuck that part. <laughs> we'll get to that part, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because. Um, the game, it's like it took a lot out of me. Sure. It's it's brutal. Like me kept on dying with the shotgun to the fucking face sometimes, with the headphones on and the music going. Yeah, it's just I I can't fuck it. Like the immersion's so good. Like you feel like you're really killing people. At least I did. And, like, I I it, it, it fucked me up. I ain't gonna fuck. Visceral, like when you're slitting their throat and then like stabbing him in the, in the heart or whatever you're doing, or like 
You know, you can, like, literally cut people's heads off or blow people's heads off. I mean, it's making you do things you don't want to fucking do. Right. It's, like, it's, 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 it's an only video game can do that. Like a movie, you're watching something. It's like you know you're not really doing it. You're watching it. this game, you're just like fuck. Like I, I don't really want to do this shit, but I guess I kind of have to. It's, it's it, they did it really well. So if you're into that shit, like you probably love this game. But if, like, I mean, I love like I love games. what they did, but it did fuck me up. Like I'm more of an empath, so like I feel that shit, you know. So like it was. An emotionally draining game for me. It's like, oh man. For me, like I wasn't really bothered by all of the visceral violence because I'm really into that shit. Like I like, <laughs> like I like gore horror films and uh, uh, like I've on occasion like watched like suicides and shit just to kind of keep myself like I, I won't say like desensitized, but it's kind of what it is. Like I I do it as like a reminder that. Even no. though my life's going okay, like there's still fucked up shit happening, right? So I, I guess I use it to kind of temper my perspective, which I think um, is a good thing to have for this game. Like we're, we're I'm gonna get into it a little bit in the, the story, but uh, there's a lot of I guess contention with the way the characters do things in this game, and you have to keep in mind that we live in a society like like right now where there's no. Uh, like there, there's a pandemic or whatever the fuck, and people are acting crazy. But there's no like fucking zombies eating people's faces off shit if you walk outside your house. Right. Like there's no visible threat, uh, like there is in this game. And these char- these characters, their children essentially have grown up in this. Like all they they all they know is this. So their their point of view and their perspective on how to handle situations is going to be vastly different than somebody who was not raised in that kind of situation. So sometimes the actions they take may seem like to us like what the fuck the, is the point of that? Uh, like so, so for example, like when spoilers, uh, Ellie uh, gets into that uh, cabin and sees uh, Abby and her gang like beating the shit out of Joel, um, and they leave her alive. Like you could look at it as them not wanting to take unnecessary life because they know how like rare that is like for for living people to be like living in this the state of the world it is right now but for at least for me looking in from the out like as an observer in the world that i live in now i was like you need to kill them you need yeah. to kill them that is you they just witnessed you <laughs> yeah literally murder torching and murdering some dude and you're just gonna walk away like there's no way this doesn't end bad for you yeah well, well, and it's up yeah, score, and then we'll we'll start we'll start on to the. All right, all right. Uh, I'll give gameplay uh, three and a half, I guess. All right, three and a half is good. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not like against like if the gameplay is good. The the only glitch I had was in the synagogue. Uh, I was looking at random shit, and then Dina was talking, and I looked. I turned to look at her, and all of a sudden she like floated up into the ceiling, and it was just. Standing on top, she's staying on top of the shelves, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> am I supposed to go up there? What the fuck?" So I was looking for a way to climb up there, and there was nothing. And uh, so I wasted like ten minutes. I'm like, "Am I supposed to be up there?" Because somehow this bitch got up there. What the fuck is going on? And then I was like, "Oh, I need to get into this other area and then climb over this fence to get to the gas tank that's empty." Oh, great! And when I did that, she like teleported back next to me and opened the gate. I was like, "Oh, I guess that was a glitch. Cool." Well, I I don't I thought that um so you know when far as like I thought the game was glitched but it didn't 
So when like Dina comes to help, or no, it's like when you're tied up on the fucking table and they're like trying to kill fucking Dina, like took her ass out. So I didn't know that was like uh, you know a QTE. <laughs> so I like have to like control her down, and they're like fuck out of her, and just choking her and choking her, and then she dies. And I'm like, are you fucking are you fucking kidding me? Like they, did they just fucking kill her too? And I got I mean, I was so fucking mad. I was like, what the fuck? And then. Then the game, like, it doesn't even say you died. It just seemed back over again. And I was, like, thinking in my head, I was, like, is this some kind of, like, time travel shit that they're pulling in this game for a second? And that's why everybody hates it. Because it didn't give me any indication that I died. It didn't give me any indication that I was, like, supposed to be pushing anything at that point in time. But then I end up just wiggling around and end up shooting the person. Fuck, it was weird. You would think they would let you know you died. Huh, I never did that. That's odd. Or at least be, like, your partner died or something. Yeah, because it, it, it almost it played out like a story on it. Like, she, like, they were just choking her and choking her and choking her, and she just dies. And it was like five seconds left, and she's like, <laughs> dead. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they're going to kill everybody off? That would have been a, a better story than what we got. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, story, I guess. We'll get there now. So this has a very divisive story because... Uh, oh, yeah, break. My bad. <laughs> So, musical break is what uh, the main theme for the game, as uh, as Brent would probably pick. Yeah, it's just the main theme is called The Last of Us Part Two. So, yes, yeah, is that what's on the title screen? Yeah. I want to say yes. It sounds like it. Yeah. Here you go. First uh, music break. Uh, main theme of Last of Us Part Two. Thank you. 
Okay, so obviously I'm really excited to talk about the, the story. I was jumping the gun and fucking forgetting about this musical break thing. Uh, so, uh, when I was playing this game, uh, if Nicole was doing this podcast, she'd be more than happy to back me up. But uh, I had to stop a lot. And I was very angry. And I would just be like, anytime I saw Nicole, I'd be like, this, this thing just fucking happened. And I'd ran at her for like 15 minutes. And she'd be like, well, she'd try to calm me down, like be a devil's advocate or whatever. And be like, well, you gotta consider this and that and that. But I was not having any of that shit. Like, when they killed Joel, like, I knew it was happening because I fucking saw the spoilers. But, uh, as it was happening, I, like, it was done, and then I just paused the game. And then I went and did something else for, like, three hours because I didn't want to play anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, I knew it was, I knew it was coming, but it hit differently, like, experiencing it, like, being helpless. And the first thing, the first thing I thought about was, that I bitched at Nicole about was when Ellie walks to the door and, like, sees... Abby with the golf club and Joel on the ground and she points the gun at her and then like just like takes like three or four steps forward and doesn't do anything. She doesn't shoot the gun. I was like, why didn't you shoot? Like all of Joel's training would be shoot first, talk later. Like, I don't understand. But she probably knows she can't kill all of them motherfuckers. Well, she doesn't know there's more people in the room. She like, because she opens the door and just sees Abby there and has the gun pointed at her. And she doesn't do anything. She just gets... She's, she steps into the room. Yeah, and any I other mean, time... I don't, I don't, it's, I don't, they did it for plot convenience, which is a, a thing I'm going to talk about in depth later, because there are so many times in this game where the main characters get themselves into a shitty situation and then magically get rescued like five seconds later. It's like, what De- the fuck is the point? Deus Ex Machia shit? Yeah, there's like plot armor out the fucking ass. Like the, I think the part you're talking about, where like you get tied to the floor and uh, the Dina like comes in through the ceiling to save you, yeah, or whatever, and the guy's choking her out, yeah. Uh, like, like right there, uh, Ellie's plot armor is that she gets saved by Dina right before she gets shot. But well, she like twice. So the guy is pointing a gun at her, and the guy that's friends with Abby Jordan or whatever the fuck his name is, like tells the guy, "Don't, don't shoot her. Stop. Don't do it." So that's one save. That's one plot armor save. And then Dina saves her, like, five seconds later by killing the guy. And then she gets choked out by Jordan or whatever. Then you free yourself from the bind, the, the rope, and then you kill the dude. And it's like, okay. Like, there were so many times there that both of those characters could have just died. And they, just for convenience's sake, they just didn't. But does, it, but does it bother you because it's a more realistic game? Because that, that shit happens in video games, especially JRPGs that we play all the fucking time. So does it bother you because it's this style of game? I think it's um, done. Like we, so we play a lot of games. To me, this is what I thought. Like, we play a lot of games, so we know when it's forced. Like, we, like even if we don't know, we can kind of feel it. Like, they could have done it where it doesn't feel so... For, like, when it happens in, like, like, video games, like, of course it's all forced, but they do it in a way where it doesn't feel like that way, or it doesn't feel contrived. Like, when I was playing that first section where they killed Joel, I was like, there's so many things that had to go wrong and for Joel, and so many things that had to go right for Abby, for this to even be happening right now. And Joel had to let his guard down, his brother had to let his guard down, he had to say his name. Like, all these things that, like, in the first game would never even, like, even come close to happening, 
And then, like, the only people, excuse people can come up with is that, you know, they've been retired or, you know, not doing it for five years. But I don't feel like that would ever go away in the world they live in because they're still doing, you know, all the, you know, they're going, there's still, like, herds of, you know, monsters and they're still killing them off and they're still, like, you know. They're still but Ellie, I mean, Abby is essentially just a kid. I don't feel like they should have lost their edge like that, you know? Well, even yeah. before that, like... So a lot of things happened that were convenient. Like, they sh- uh, Abby and her gang showed up at the right time for the horde of infected to come through. The they Abby walked away and fought through like a hundred fucking infected at least and managed to get to where uh, Joel, Joel and Tommy were, who happened to be the people there to save her, as opposed to it could have been any other patrol out there, but it would no, it had to be Joel and Tommy, and so they were getting through there. They're doing that thing, and uh, they they help each other. They get out of that situation, and they're like, oh, no, where do we go? And Abby's like, oh, my friends and I are at this cabin up in the mountains. And they're like, oh, that would be a good place to go. So they go there, and all of a sudden, there's no more infected on the outside. Like, when Ellie gets there, there's no more horde of infected. Like, that, that horde of infected should have overrun the cabin. Yeah, But what? that didn't happen. Well, I'm not, I mean, wasn't that, like, pretty much, like, gated off with that big-ass fence, though? Yeah, but, okay, yeah, but like, there's a whole horde, dude. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Unless they killed but, them all. But it just... Like, like you said, like, it just feels so forced. Like, they, they had, like, that's the only way to get this plot going. And they, I don't know, just, like, it wasn't, to me, done uh, very well. But I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Myself. Okay. Well, that's I fine. Mean, like, I, I feel like he had to die. I mean, and he should have died. Okay. So, uh, I, I but, I, I mean... I don't have a problem with him dying. I just have a problem with how they did it. Well, I mean, how would you have preferred them do it, though? Like, just know. not make it as obvious? I'm not, yeah, I'm not a writer, but it's just so obvious. It took me out of the immersion. I'm like, okay... They're all in the room. They're gonna kill him right here. Like I didn't. Even I mean, I didn't think. I didn't think they were gonna kill him. I thought they were just gonna fucking kidnap him for Ellie. Yeah, I thought they were gonna. I didn't think they were gonna kill him. I guess, but I don't know. I mean, I I knew that they were out for Joel for what he did, but I still I thought they were also out for the cure as well. But that's what pissed me off is when they killed him. I was like, okay, they're just doing this to push the game, like get you pissed off, like try to get you in this frame of mind as Ellie, but it didn't because it's like. The the way they did it didn't feel like Joel to me. It felt like they did it to get the story going, not because of you know it happened. Because but did they really have any other choice but to go there? Like, wasn't there a big ass? I'm trying to like remember the game because played it so fucking quick. But wasn't there a big ass blizzard at the time? So they had no choice but to go to the house, right? Right. Essentially, that's all, that's all contrived. Like they could have got to the to the town, and then they would have like you have this whole gameplay part where. You have to Would you rather just snuck in as Abby and then brought him back to the house? No Kidnapped him? No they would have snuck in. They would have had to scout out, you know, wait, you know, figure out his, uh, figure out who Joel was. They don't even know who Joel was. You know what I mean? Like they don't even know what he looks like. So no, I, th- you know, I think that they would have. To, I would figure, They I would do. I think they do know what he looks like. They didn't feel like they earned it. You know what I mean? It just happened. And like a lot of good stories, you earn that. You, you, they, they didn't earn Joel's death to me. Like, if you're going to kill off a great, amazing character like that, I feel like it should be earned. But, I mean, I, I guess in a perfect world, like in real life, it's not earned either. But I don't know. Just, as to me, it just didn't feel right. And 
I mean, I, I think they do know who he is. They do know what he looks like. I mean, they they work for the Firefly. Everybody knows. No, they, and they know who Tom. They know who Tommy was. Like, why wouldn't they? Tommy's the ex Firefly. But they don't know who he is because they don't say like until they say his name, they don't like recognize it. All they know is his name. But they, you're assuming that they wouldn't know what he looks like. I mean, all they got to say was like, yeah, like people knew who Joel was like. Well, I think the problem is anybody that knew who Joel, like, knew what he looked like, Joel killed them when he saved Ellie. So, like, these are, like, the kids that were, like, maybe in training left over, because, like, in the flashbacks with Ellie's section, like, she, they show her, like, walking into the room where her dad's dead, and all they, all you know is that they're, like, where, they say, where is he? Is he, we gotta find him, we gotta get him, or what the fuck? They don't, don't, nobody mentions that they've seen him. Before they just know that there's some dude that took the kid, so they're looking for some dude with a kid. And uh, all I have to go off is, is the dude's name is Joel. So when they get there, they're like, "Well, we we uh, like we heard some dude named Tommy." Like they didn't even know Joel's there. Like uh, when Ellie or Abby's doing her like mission plan uh, to get down there and get everybody together to do it, and Owen's like, uh, "How about?" We just fucking move on. He was, he was the only character I liked out of her fucking group. But anyway, he's like, he's like, we're here being wolves. Let's just fucking live our new life here. And she can't get rid of this fucking like revenge she's got, uh, this hatred she's got for Joel. She doesn't even know who the fuck Joel is or what he's done. All she knows is that he's, she killed or Joel killed her dad. And so she's pissed off about that and spends all this time like doing whatever the fuck she's got to do to. Get her revenge. Wait, it's not. There. I mean, I don't think she's just, just pissed off because he killed her dad. He's pissed off because she pretty much killed the world off. Me and you talk okay. about this, but me and you but talk she about doesn't. This. She never mentions that though. She just the only time, the only thing you know from her is that she she loved her dad, and now she wants payback. She doesn't. Nobody cares about the fucking. Nobody talks about the the cure ever. The only person that talks about the cure is Ellie. She's like, oh, I'm the girl that is immune. And nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Well, in the in the flashback with her with her dad, she pretty much she knows that the world's about to be fucking saved, and then she walks away, and then she comes back in, and everybody's dead. So, like, it's like, okay, everything was about to be good, and now it's fucking now it's just fucking everything's gone because of his ass. And me and you talked about this before, but we were wrong. So, Druckmann says that who's the writer that the cure was going to work. So, I mean, me and you were speculating that there was no t- no no you can't. That's fucking damage control. The way it's presented in the story is that it's it's un, it's an unknown situation. You can, the dude can say whatever the fuck he wants. Like that's like J.K. Rowling being like, "Oh yeah, Dumbledore's gay and uh, Harry's a trans yeah. guy." Like, I don't okay. think he, he never and says the, this. I don't think in the story it's speculated that it's not going to work. That's just it's just not put out there one way or the other. Well, they know that, but they say they had uh, there was more uninfected, but they they. They died when they tried to get the cure, and it didn't work. So to me, that's them insinuating that it's not 100% foolproof. But she's the only one that's immune. Well, it's also a fungus, and you can't make a vaccine for a fungus if you really want to get into a fucking science. Like, if you want to do science thing, it up here. Like, it's a fucking fungal infection. It's a, it's not a plant. It's like because the fungi are their own little order, or whatever the fuck they are. And the only va- vaccine is only for viruses. So well, this also, well, this is also a world where there's fucking zombies. Uh, 
So I think we <laughs> can well, agree. I mean, technically, the cordyceps does exist. And it only infects insects now, so it's plausible that it could mutate eventually and affect like animals. But that's it's all speculation. But I don't buy fucking Neil Fuckman's bullshit being like, after the fact, being like, oh yeah, it would have worked. No, fuck I you. mean, I think he said that all along, because I heard the dude Colin Murata podcast said he talked to Druckmann after the game, and he said no. The ending is supposed to be that the cure was supposed to work, and Joel took it away to save Ellie. I know, but the, the, the way they presented it, it didn't, wasn't that concrete to me. Or a lot of people, and that's why they left it a gray area so that way you wouldn't feel so bad about killing all those people at the end. I... I mean, I think it's just supposed to be a contro- controversial ending in the first place. In the first one, not as much as the second one, but well, you know what? Even if there's no gray area, if you know what I mean. I would say personally that if I had adopt like somebody adopted some kid and made this bond with her, and they they had to kill her to save the world at that current mental state, I would do the exact same fucking thing Joel did. Fuck everybody! I'm not gonna let you murder this kid. Just so that you can have sole yeah. control of, of whatever fucking cure. Because the Fireflies definitely would not have shared any of that shit. They're already being a fucking dictatorship, sort of. Like, they, they willingly just talk about blowing up fucking checkpoints, killing innocent people, fucking up the military. They're not good people either. So I would, well, I would hedge no good, my bets. There is no good people, though. Exactly. That's the whole thing. So everybody's shitting on Joel like he deserved to die. Like, everybody deserved to die, technically, if you want to get that I, fucking... I agree with that. Everybody does so, die. So my whole thing with the the whole Joel dying thing is that it's it was not unexpected, but it's not the game that I wanted to play. I guess I would say because the parts where I you have like flashbacks with Joel and Ellie, I I would play an entire game of that just Joel and Ellie doing random fucking shit. Like I don't have to kill clickers so you, or infected or like, you'd humans. rather. You would have preferred they played it safe and just Joel and Ellie's adventure number two? Because a lot of people do think that. Personally, yes, because then I would not have been depressed coming away from this game. Because I was... <laughs> the entire time I was playing this game, like, I'm, I don't know about most people, but I like to enjoy myself when I'm playing a game. I don't like emotions very much. Like, I don't like experiencing emotions because I'm more of a logical, rational person. And when I experience emotions, they come like a Mike Tyson fucking punch or some shit. Like, they come fast and they come hard and they knock me the fuck out. So, uh, but then it's over. Like, I I feel it and then it's done. But with this, the entire experience was misery. It's like playing Misery the game. So every time I start the fucking game up, I'm just miserable. And then it's not very enjoyable. And apparently there's a quote from uh, Druckmann that's like, uh, we don't have the word fun in mind when we play this game, or when we're making this game, like, okay, that's great, but make a fucking movie then, or something, because the point of a game, for me, is to have a fun uh, escape from the fucking monotony of real life. Exactly. And all this did was reinforce the fact that not only does real life suck, but now my life sucks because I'm wasting it playing this <laughs> fucking miserable game. Like, it wasn't the gameplay that made me depressed, like, it was... Like the spurts of just nothing good happening. Ever. Bleak like, is just is bleak. It's so bleak. Yeah. It's fucking bleak. They should have been. It should be called bleak the game because what the fuck? Like the nothing good happened. Nothing good happened. Even like the good characters that they introduced just get killed. Like nothing. 
And they I mean, I agree. It's, I agree. It's, I, I mean, I'm it's, not disagreeing with you. And they fucked up game. Ellie. Like, Ellie is, like, in re- uh, like not redeemable at all, so she, she's probably going to die in the next game if there is a next game. But, like, at that point, I don't even care anymore. I don't care about her at all by the end of the game. Like, I give zero fucks about Ellie now. Whereas, when well, you come, when you come into this going back... Well, going back to the end... I'm sorry, Kujo. I'm just saying, like, I would have saved Ellie. Like, I, like as Joel, I would have done that. I love, like, you know, you get that kind of... You, you feel that same, like, love for Ellie. Even, you, know, you know what I mean? And then they 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 take Joel away, and they take that Ellie away from you. Well, one of them had to die. One of them has to die in this game. There's no point in making another game if you're not going to kill one of them all. Well, that's fine, but they killed both of them. What? Okay, well, why, though? Like, why do they have to kill a character? Why can't they just make a game? Like, maybe they could have made another game about, like, oh, there's actually another group of people looking to make a cure or something like that, and then you go there and you find out that it was a lie or something. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just, like, make shit up right now. Like, they could have done anything or, where it's, like, or, well, like, the town gets attacked or some shit. I mean, I, like, don't, or, I, don't don't think that's wor- I don't think that's worth and you have to attempting to make a sequel to. Or, or the, you do, they do find a cure, and the only cure is Ellie, and you have to battle your way to get to the cure, like, where that wherever that hospital or whatever is. And then at the end of the game, you have to make that choice if Ellie's going to sacrifice herself or not. Like, well, see, every, people are talking. I don't. Naughty Dog's never going to give you the choice on their story. Like that's just not how they roll. Yeah. People are saying that you said they had a decision at the end whether or not to kill Abby or not, and I'm like, I don't agree with that. It's like if they're going to make a third game, then why would the hell are they even give you the choice? Yeah. The only thing I want to bring up about the end of the first game, and me and Kira talked about it earlier, is you played it. More times, Nick. They, do they ever mention why the fuck they can't just wake Ellie? Wants to give her her life up for it because they never mentioned that, as far as I know. Uh, sorry, you like broke up the middle of that. Said they in? I said, do, why don't they ever wake Ellie up and ask her if she wants to give her life up for the cure? Like, why is that never brought up? Uh, I think. Well, I don't remember that they say anything other than they have to do it now. Right, but uh, like. I that's bullshit. Like you want to talk about bad writing? I I think, I think the first one bad writing for that because like that makes no fucking sense. Just wake her up. I'll become. I'll be like, hey, you, she would gladly do it. Well, they, they, they ask. They, 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 they bring it up in this one too. But when Marlene's talking to the doctor, and she's like, well, you can't just kill her, and he's like, yeah, I can. Essentially, he's like, yeah, I can. It's for the good of the world. It's just some kid, and then his kid comes in, Abby, right. And she, and, and, and unprovoked, being the good daughter that she is, because she loves her daddy, she's like, "Well, I'd let you kill me if it was me." Like, no. Well, no, you, I mean, what? Ellie, well, Ellie she, would I, have. She, Ellie I, says that she would have. No, she she can say it because she has perspective. But as a like what ten and eleven year old kid, there's no way she would want to kill herself. I mean, I no, I feel like that she probably would have. All right, you... Like what else? It's like who'd want to live with that regret? Even at a 12 year I think she's like 13 in the first game. Because she's 18 in this. And in my head, right? like, you could, if you ever change your mind, it's still a cure. you still have the cure. I mean, I feel like the options were kill her or Joel kills everybody. <laughs> like, those were two options. So, like, I feel like, to me, that makes me more fucking mad than anything else. I think Neil Druckmann had some kind of vendetta against Joel or something because... Well, he, he, didn't, he didn't write all the second one anyways. I think he only wrote part because the way he didn't write all the first one either, though. He had Bruce or somebody, and then that one chick who are no longer employed at Naughty Dog, and they both contributed to the writing. So yeah, they, uh, they had three name. people to kind of like just like temper each other's fucking random shit. 
like the the first the plot of the first game was supposed to be a revenge plot, like this one where Tess was supposed to go chase down Joel or something for some reason, and they they even had like a mocked up uh like interrogation scene where Tess is inter- interrogating Joel. So somebody decided somewhere that that was a bad fucking idea, and then Druckmann, whoever the fuck else wrote this one, were like, you know what was a good idea? A revenge plot. Yeah, let's do it. I think the thing that really pissed me off about Joel's death is like. The guy that looks like Druckmann spits on him <laughs> and says Pendejo. I was like, oh, really? You had to throw that in there? Like, really? Oh, you're talking about Mandy? Yeah, Mandy. Like, that guy... Oh, yeah. Nick, Nick's not a fan of Mandy. I kind of was. <laughs> I was glad when he got his fucking head blown open. I was like, it did, yeah, Tommy. It did, come whole... out, it did come on over, though. So the whole... Okay, so my problem with... Like, I don't care... Okay, so my problem with the plot right here is, it's they could have done it. They they should have presented it way better because think- uh, like well, I'm gonna give a quick rundown because we still haven't like discussed the plot yet, really. So, right, uh, I'll make this quick. Uh, you start the game off as Joel, and you're are riding a horse, and you go in the town, which is, it's fucking bullshit, by the way, because you're like, oh, you get to play as Joel a little bit, cool. You, like maybe you're actually playing The Last of Us Part Two, awesome, and then you never play as Joel again. Uh, they have you playing as Ellie uh, for for a little bit, going on a patrol. Um, you get lost in this uh, old dude, like old guy that used to be in the towns, uh, like old secret base, and they like smokes. They take one puff of weed, and then they I guess they have sex, or maybe they yeah. just make out or something. I don't know. They, but they have their clothes on, and they don't say anything. Then it kind of cuts to Abby at a point, and she gets up in the middle of the night and goes off on this little rendezvous with Owen, who uh, you find out is her love interest, but not anymore, because that's all convoluted. Uh, and then they get into a fight, because he's like having second thoughts about doing this shit, because like this is going to be... Because in a real world, this would be a very difficult thing to do. Like, eight people going and trying to extract some dude from this fucking built-up town... That's got like fucking twelve foot walls of pine trees or whatever the fuck it's got around it, um, and so she gets pissed off. She's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Gets stuck in this, uh, in the middle of this passing a horde of zombies. Gets saved by Joel and Tommy. Uh, they get to their cabin where the friends are. She kills Joel and Tommy. He plays Ellie going up to here. Uh, you watch it happen, um, and then you meet back up with. Dina, and you decide you're gonna go get revenge, and you talk to Tommy. He's like, "No, no, no, don't do it." And then he's like, "Okay, well, I'll give you a horse or whatever. Fuck, just wait till tomorrow." Then you find out he just fucking left before you, so you kind of go out, and then you spend the rest of the time like individually hunting down the friends of Abby. Uh, you get to kill some of them. Some of them were killed by Tommy. Some were killed by the scars. Uh, then you finally get up to. Uh, where you kill Abby's, uh... oh, uh, Owen during this. Say that again. Oh, say so you're saying you get to the end of Owen and Mel. Yeah, but uh, before then, you also meet up with Jesse. Like he saves your ass once because he decided that he wanted to come help too. And he, yeah, he, he admonishes Ellie because he's like, "Why don't you tell me? I would have fucking came with y'all." Uh, and then during this time, you find out Ellie's love interest Dina is also pregnant with his kid, and but nobody tells him. Uh, well, Ellie tells him. But they don't, like, Dina doesn't tell him over the fuck. It doesn't really matter because he dies. Uh, so you kill Mel and Owen in self defense, uh, kind of. Like, she, Ellie has them, uh, like, at gunpoint, and she's like, just tell me where the fuck she went. 
which bothers me a lot here because they know Abby went to fucking Scar Island. If it, if I was in that situation, I'd be like, oh yeah, she's at Scar Island. Go go for it. Nobody comes back from that place, and we're about to launch a fucking attack over there. So there's no way this bitch gets out of there alive. Yeah, go for it. Uh, but instead, they're like, no. Why would we tell you that? Why would we tell you that? And then they attack her. And as what? Ellie's stabbing Mel in the neck or whatever the fuck, Owen's like, she's pregnant. And no one cares. No one Ellie's, cares. She's a bitch. Ellie's like, oh. Oh, oh my god, and like pukes, and then drops her map, and nobody, like, Jesse and Tommy just show up, conveniently, and take her out of there. Nobody notices the map to their home base is laying on the ground, uh, and then you go to the uh, their home base, uh, Abby shows up with Lev, um, they, she kills Jesse immediately, uh, Ellie manages yes. to not get killed, uh, and then they kind of like do this like back and forth thing for a little bit and then you play as Abby and you go through her whole story leading up to her getting to the theater uh, with the conflict with Ellie but the whole time me personally I did not give a flying fuck about any of the characters because I just I killed them I killed them I know they're all dead why the fuck do I care about any of these people I, they're all dead already hey, how many times they're all dead how many times well they say if you don't like Abby you're not gonna like the game how many times did you kill Abby when you first got her? That <laughs> just like had her walk off buildings a couple times. Zero. I didn't like. I, I was trying to play through the game and get through it. Like I don't care about wasting my time on that shit. If I died ac like uh, accidentally or whatever, then that happened. And I was pissed off because I died. But like I'm not that invested in getting revenge on a character that is nothing's gonna happen to her. Like that doesn't feel like I get anything out of that. Like I saw videos of people like jumping off cliffs and shit and be like, ha ha ha! Look at that. Game over. That's the end of the game. Ha ha. Like, oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know. To me, it was cathartic. Like, I was like, fuck this. And I had her, like, just either get killed by zombie or, like, when she's like, oh, I'm so afraid of heights. I'm like, yep, you're going to fall. Like, when you get to the top of that tower, like, I just, like, ran right off the first time just because I was like, fuck you, Abby. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't get the hate for her. I, I didn't want to control her at first just because I was just a loot fucking big. What? She killed Joel. That's my hate for her. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. Like, I really like Joel. Which, which I think is justified. I don't really, like, care that much. I mean, I just didn't want to play with her because I was so used to playing as Ellie. And it, it leaves off in that one fucking spot. I'm like, God, like, God damn it. Now I got to play ten fucking hours as her before I can even get back to the fucking what's going to happen. Flashbacks inside of flashbacks. But... I would say I enjoyed playing as Abby after a while, so and I kind of liked her. Anyways, keep it worked. Synopsis there. All right. Um. So yeah, you play as Abby's shit. You kind of go through, and a bunch of her friends do fucked up shit. Like a pregnant girl goes on the front lines for some reason when they have a bunch of people there already who can do the same thing she does. Um, like they get attacked immediately after leaving their base, and uh, you kind of go through. You get back to the forward operating base. Uh, Abby decides that, oh, you find out that this random guy named Danny is dead, and Owen apparently shot him in the, the stomach, and he met, he was able to walk from wherever the fuck they were all the way back to camp before he died, which was amazing in its own right, like, kudos to Danny for that shit, because I don't know that anybody would ever fucking do that in real life, but, uh, they're never, like, they all get mad or sad because Danny's dead, like, he was a, a key member of their posse, but I'm like, who the fuck is Danny? When do they ever talk about Danny? Why do I care about Danny? And then, so, Abby's like, well, I need to go talk to Owen. 
and get the truth out because reasons. And you find out reasons are because she's in love with him still. So they spend the rest of that time like going to find Owen. And I think this is where on the way she gets captured by the scars mm-hmm. and gets saved by Lev and Yara. What's the girl's name? Yara. Fuck. She's like she was irrelevant anyway, that's why I forgot her name. <laughs> I like so, Yara. Like, I don't know, she was an okay character, but she like nothing she was just there. As I guess to serve as like later i'm like oh fuck you game fuck you she, she died two minutes later she gets introduced in the very in, fairly early on she doesn't die till almost the end you know i'm saying like after he saved her arm because she was gonna oh. he didn't amputate then she dies like 10 not i was just exaggerating but it felt like oh only she doesn't die till you get to like the uh when the, they invade the island yeah so uh, yeah, like, you get saved by these two Scar kids, and so Abby has, like, a conflict. Like, she's got to work with these sworn enemies, but they're children. Or, or whatever. Um, and so she makes it back to where Owen is. They have their argument, or the fuck, about it. And she... Is this... Is this they don't have sex yet, do they? I can't remember. Because they, like... I think they do, because she wakes up in the bed with him. Oh, he, uh, he fucking fucks her doggy style, or whatever the hell's going on there. Which was really awkward because yes, like, it was. It should have faded to black. It was weird. Like, well, the thing is, to me, like they were arguing. Like, I've never had like rage makeup sex or anything in my life before. So I don't know if this is like a natural transition between well, choking he... each other out and then kissing each other and then. Well, he was drunk. Yeah, give him a give him cut him a break. I guess I don't. I forgot about that part. But she like <laughs> he must. Well, he must have been hard when she was choking him out or whatever the fuck because like it takes like five seconds for her him to spin around and then just enter her. Yeah, he was too. He went too quick to be as drunk as he was. I don't get it. And maybe she let. I don't know. She couldn't have been wet yet, so I don't know. I guess that's rape. But she wanted it at the same time. So who knows? I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't really care. I'm not trying to analyze this weird fucking scene <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Like, but it was threw me off. I was like, I was laughing because like they're they're fighting, and then all of a sudden they're fucking, and then it's like ten seconds of this, and then they fade out. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it's like flashback to her. Uh, in the hospital again or whatever. You want to see your dad dying and up in the on the floor. I'm like, this is a weird cut. This is really weird. I mean, it, I guess it could have been. She could have been getting fucked by her dad. It could have could have got weirder, but. Oh shit! But uh, yeah. So then she like has a dream about like Levin Yar being hanged. She's like, I gotta go save him because she left him in like some trailer park somewhere like uh, i guess it was like a off like a construction trailer in like a yeah building. uh but so she goes and saves them and brings them back to the aquarium where owen is at and mel show, shows up there and mel fucking hates abby because she still loves owen and there's a weird fucking love mel's a bitch thing yeah she is but they're all bitch mel is a terrible person because she's pregnant and she's going out there like trying to kill people like you're about to have a baby yeah, well, this is the goddamn zombie apocalypse. Who gives a fuck? I'm just saying, I don't think that would... Like, they take so much care of their kids, like, you know, they have a, cl- teachers and school and all this stuff, and, like, but you're going to let this person go out there, like, that's literally, like, looks like six months pregnant, seven months pregnant, like, big belly pregnant, and, like, try to, like, go to the front lines? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I don't... Know. But she's the best surgeon, so she needs to do yeah. surgeries, I guess. Yeah, it, it was weird to me too, and it was weird to me how she accused, like rightfully so, Abby of being a stupid asshole essentially. But she didn't realize that she was also a stupid asshole. 
So she's a bitch. I was I was glad when we killed her ass. I didn't even feel bad. I don't give a shit. Not like my whole thing with like they're all trying to like Abby's trying to like make up for all the bad stuff she did and be a good person because she's trying to help Lev and Yara out. But at the same time, she's not doing like it feels fake. She, she doesn't do anything. I don't think she's doing anything bad to begin with. So I don't understand why they want the angle. Like she kills Joel, but other than that, she doesn't really do anything bad. Well, the, so the bad the the problem is. She threw away her life. She threw away a happy relationship. She threw away any potential future she had because she was mired in the past. And then she killed Joel and was still stuck in the past. Like, she yeah. never got over it. And so she is, I guess, attempting to use Lev and Yara as, like, that, right. that, thing, that thing to get her over because she's, like, maybe realizes that she can't be a fucking piece of shit her whole life, but she still is a piece of shit the entire time, so she doesn't really change very much. Whereas Ellie is like, just her revenge is not stewed, it's more of a passionate like, I, she's in the height of her anger and then, so she does all this murdering and then uh, Well, my Ellie Ellie didn't murder as much as yours, Nate. Well, I mean, Okay, even then, she killed like Jordan. She killed the fuck else. Like she still went out to kill people. She was dead set on right killing people, right, but right, rightfully so. So and then uh, so I'll just, I'll, I'll just finish the fucking plot synopsis off, and we'll get right back to this this juicy <laughs> shit people want to talk about. So like, uh, Abby, Lev, and Yara, like Lev runs away to go try to convince his dad, his mom that. He is a is not a she, but a he now, and that's fine. But the mom's like super religiously indoctrinated. This whole like religious cult thing's fucked up. Yeah. And so like she attacks him, and she or he defends himself and kills her. And, but like Abby and Yara have to go save him. And while on the island, Yara dies, and then yeah, also kills the leader of the wolves. And then that whole so their their whole fucking organization is just fucking destroyed. Um, Abby and Lev leave to go back to the aquarium, find uh, Mel and Owen dead, and find the map to Abby's home base. She goes there, kills Jesse, um, and then like there's an altercation with Ellie. Uh, oh no, she shoots Tommy in the face, like the back of the head kind of thing. But he lives somehow. Yeah. Um, and then like goes to hunt down Ellie, and then is in the process of killing Ellie, but Dina saves her, and. Uh, Dina's beating the fuck out of Abby. Lev shoots her in the shoulder, and then Abby goes to slit Dina's throat, and Ellie's like, no, she's pregnant. And Abby's like, good. And the only thing that stops her from killing Dina is Lev being like, Abby, don't. So she stops. But the whole time, like, but then Lev almost killed her in the first place, because he shot her with a fucking arrow. So I'm like, why do you care, Lev? Why do you care? I don't understand... Why does anybody she, not kill anybody? Why is anybody she, not killing anybody? Well, she didn't no know she was point. pregnant when she shot her with the, air, with the arrow, though. Key, man. Come on, you can't be doing that stuff. And then they somehow, like... <laughs> like Dina still lives through that, though. Also. Like, everybody lives through all these fucking injuries. And then so, like, they get... Well, come leaves. on now. Joel lives through fucking getting impaled up in the first game, so it's not like... Yeah. I'm just like... Well, just, I just mean, like, they use injuries to... Perfluously, like they they use them as a plot device, not an actual I, thing, well, which is dumb. It's a plot device in the first game. 
I, I'm not. I'm not saying it was good in the first game either, though. Like, Joel should have died. Joel should have died there. Like, there's no way in that at that where they are in a fuck an abandoned university that Ellie manages to save his life with no medical right. training, and well, like, yeah, he's got his like intestines it, are fucking destroyed, his stomach's destroyed. What? How the fuck does he live through that? But he does. Well, so you can play as Ellie, and then he can save her, and then they. Then they're fucking good to go. Well, but, yeah, yeah. So that's that's how Naughty Dog's writing is, though. A bunch of just con fucking conveniences and shit. Like you, people survive conveniently, and then they die conveniently. They didn't have to injure them that. Bad. Whatever. They could have, like, you know, got hit, cut. All right, finish, finish, finish your story <laughs> up. <laughs> so, uh, so like everybody, everybody's like not fight. Uh, there's no more revenge shit happening. Uh, Abby and Lev are off in San Diego or some shit, San Francisco, somewhere. In California, looking for the remainders of the Fireflies, which is what Owen's dream was, but Abby dismissed that shit as stupid. But then she's got nothing left. She's like, well, I guess I'll honor his last request, kind of thing. So she does that. Um, and her and Lev get captured by the Rattlers, which are slave traders. And uh, Ellie is living on a farmstead with Dina and her child, which is what Dina's dream was. And then Tommy comes in. Oh, she's also dealing with all kinds of PTSD, like yeah. Uh, she's fucked up. She's fucked. She's not living her best life right now. And Tommy shows up, and he's crippled. He's got like a bum leg now. He's Eyeball got... missing. Yeah. He's and he's like getting separated from his fucking wife. Cause he's uh, a little bitch. Cause he's cause now he's obsessed with revenge that he couldn't get. And so he pretty much uh, courses Ellie into going and finishing the job. And Dina's like, if you do this, we're over. So Ellie's like, okay, well, see ya when I come back. Uh, so Ellie goes down to try to kill Abby. Fight, you fight your way through the slave trader thing, and uh, you, you, cut, a... you find Ellie, uh, you find Abby and Lev tied up to these poles where they're starving to death. And she, at this point, Ellie is still in like the heights of revenge. Like she's, she's going to do it. Because that's all she thinks about, like walking up to here. Like you get flashbacks still of Joel and shit. And, and like instead of killing Abby on the fucking thing or just leaving her to die, she cuts her down, cuts down Lev, like helps him walk to these boats, and then decides, no, actually, I'm not going to let you leave now. They fight for a little bit. Uh, Ellie like goes to choke Abby out. Somehow gets her fingers bitten off. I don't really remember the the order of events very well, but she loses two of her fingers. Uh, almost well, she, Abby she tries and... to drown her. Well, yeah, but like, she she like almost kills her, and then a, a random flashback to Joel on a porch with a guitar or some shit pops up, and she suddenly realizes that revenge is bad, and you got to forgive people. And well, she's I... like, "You can leave." And I'm like, "This doesn't make any sense to me." Well, I think someone mentioned. I don't know if this is true or whatever. I don't remember the thing. Is that? Does she look at Lev when she does it? Because some people are saying that she thinks that if she kills off Abby, Lev will be left behind like she was. They kill Lev, they didn't fight. Like I don't. Do what? Who's gonna kill Lev if they didn't? She didn't fight her. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like she had a, the knife to Lev's throat. Like you gotta fight me or I'm gonna kill Lev. Wait, I'm pretty sure she wasn't really gonna kill her. She knew Abby was gonna do, take the fucking bait. Why wouldn't she? I, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like. But. Well, yeah, so what he's highlighting there is the fact that Ellie is 
200% right there at that point invested in killing Abby. She's willing to be a dirty fucking piece of shit and using somebody else's bait that this person cares about in order to have the chance of fighting this bitch and killing her. And then, like, in the, in the, in the middle of the encounter, all somehow loses every ounce of passion for that, and it just goes away. And she just gets deflated. Like, I don't think that's realistic. There's crimes of passion that happen all the time. And, like, people probably feel bad about it afterwards, but they still go through the act. Like, so it's weird to me. Like, she's, like, in the middle of choking this bitch out. And she's almost done. And then it's just be like, oh, actually, I changed my mind. Yeah, to me, it should have been, like, okay, uh, Ellie realized she probably, they probably went through way more hell than killing her ever would have done. Like, and then that's, that let, lets her go. Or still doesn't give a fuck and then just kills her. But pick one. It was, like, to try to, like, do both. Well, they're trying to make you feel like shit, what they're trying to do. Well, they definitely got that accomplished. <laughs> well, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like it should have been, she walks up to the poles, sees them on there, and then is, is, is either, like, good riddance or whatever, and, like, leaves them to die, or, like, suddenly grows a conscience and realizes that it's maybe this is not what Joel would want. Or whatever the fuck for some reason, but which is I don't think is right because Joel would have been all about fucking getting payback because that's what Joel did. So I don't know. Like I don't know. I can't understand her rationale for letting them live. That's my that's my thing because she saw the effects of what that did to this person. She's like she let me live and now I'm here fucking her shit up. Why would I let she her let, live? She, she let her live twice. Exactly. Like what the fuck. Get get your fucking payback, or don't even fucking do it at all. Like, what the hell was the point of starting well, this shit? Well, blame Tommy for that. Uh, she, don't... she still lives her own life. Like, she had Dina and shit, the person she cared about. Like, at this point, I don't think her and Tommy are on good fucking terms anyway. Well, if Tommy never showed up, then she probably wouldn't have gone anyways. But she'd been fucked up one or the other. Maybe she needed this to fucking get rid of her PTSD. Who knows? Because we don't. We do like they give it another epilogue thing where she's back at the farm and Dina's gone and all her shit's in her room. Well, I guess you can't. Someone was saying that I didn't pay attention to this because that since her fingers were bit, she can't really play guitar. So like that. Taking. Yeah, she goes to play guitar and she can't. Yeah. Is that what happens? Because I don't remember. I played like, yeah. the last ten hours fucking straight. And it was all just like fucked up mess for me. So play that song, and then she can't because she can't get the chords of her fingers. And then she right. Like, she leaves the guitar like she leaves. And, and then she's right. Joel behind type thing. I guess I don't know. Right. <clears throat> and that's the end. Yep. Yep. That's the end. And that right. was the plot. So <laughs> some people think it's a masterpiece. Some people. Well, we know. left out. You like. Which I think is, you kind of left it out, but they don't really uh, emphasize it more than they should. That's a think is a big issue with the plot, is that they build up the WLF and the Scar as, like, this, like, the Scars as being these awesome, like, when I mean, they are pretty fucking cool, I fucking think, like, as far as, like, the way they live off the land and, like, all that old school and shit. But it's, like, it's, like, they build them all up and then they don't even really do anything. It's, like, they're, they're just, like, a plot device for the WLF. That's all they really I thought it was, that was kind of disappointing. I thought they were cool. Y'all guys didn't like the scars? Eh. 
They're a cult, dude. Like, I don't know what's cool about that. Like, they were probably cool when the Native American chick was still alive and everything was peaceful. But then, like, 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 what? Yeah, I mean, like, to do? like, I mean, they like took they're... over and corrupted it. I mean, their stakes is cool. The way they like whistle at each other and shit like that. I mean, it seems like a lot of people like. I guess y'all guys don't care. I mean, I mean, that's. I mean, I don't know. It's a different kind of enemy encounter, man. I'm not sure what. <laughs> I mean, I don't you know why you like gonna, it so much. I mean, if you read like all their like background and stuff, I mean, they're pretty fucked up between the WLF and the scars. If you stories and stuff, you guys, you see laying around and shit. I mean, I feel like we've established already that it's misery porn and everybody sucks. Like, I was at no point in this game like was I like trying to be invested in anything because I was just trying to get through it. Uh, so you didn't read all the stuff. Uh, I mean, I read all the notes and shit I picked up. Oh, okay. but like. But to me, it sounded like the so like there was this one note from I guess this wolf dude that was uh, changing sides or whatever and joining the scars and like he slowly got more and more psychotic I guess being like at first he's talking to like his girl he's trying to get her to join he's like I think these guys are in the right uh, we could have a better life out here blah 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 and then at the end he's like. Uh, whatever the fuck they're saying, they're saying is, is I can't remember what the fuck it is, but they have a saying. It's like go with the light or some shit. And he says that a lot, and talks about how the the god, the the leader of the guards, or whatever, is like some kind of goddess or some shit. And yeah, they never. They don't really do shit with like they build up the cult leader, and then you never even see her, do you? She's dead. She got murdered by yeah. the. So the, the only reason there was a war is because right. I guess she got kidnapped by the Ivan Isaac Isaac I think his name is. Isaac, yeah, yeah but isn't there, isn't there like isn't there a new leader at some point? Like because they well, there's a bunch of them. There's like they mentioned elders, and I guess they're all old white men. So they I guess the the chick was a Native American or something. It looked like or some kind of Asian. She looked Lev. Like no 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 the leader. Oh, or, oh yeah, the leader yeah, yeah, of the yeah, scars. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. She, she looked like. Because you see pictures of her, I guess, and she looks either like Native American to me or like some kind of Asian. So she has like some kind of philosophy that was all about like being with the the land, loving the land, going back to natural things, avoiding technology, whatever the fuck. And then they murdered her. And then it sounds like to me a bunch of old white dudes took charge and converted it from whatever Native American like, or Asian like philosophy there was to like hardcore Christian evangelical shit. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I got out of it. That's why Lev is like, oh, like, the writings and shit. So I guess she was supposed to be a good leader. And, like, all stupid. I don't know. I just like the way they live off the land. Shit. They don't have any. They got shit going on. You're breaking up. You said what? I said they, they don't have any affected out on their island out there. They only really come to the mainland. The shit they need. Coming back on. Like they could be fine if they just stayed on their island. Uh, this part, but I, I think they, they they need shit from the Seattle, I guess, to survive. But they're not living off the land, are? But they got like blacksmith and fucking like farm and all kinds of shit going on. on well, they their kind island. of established like some weird rules where only soldiers can use technology. So they probably have their soldiers go out and collect shit that people that they can like use on the island for some reason because nobody else is allowed to touch old world technology. Right. It's fucking weird. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they, they don't stay in their island. It doesn't make sense to me. Because they obviously, like, you go to their towns, they got big-ass fucking houses. It looks like they've got plenty of fucking farming and agriculture shit going on. I, it's just weird. Like they, 
again, it's one of those things again in the plot where they have things happening because they have to have some conflict happening to move plot along. So, I mean, I agree with that on the scars. But I mean, that, I feel like that's any guy. Like you can say that about so many stories, though. I know because every story is like formulaic. Like every there's a pattern to every story that is ever made, and that's right. Depending on how you do them and how you tell it, and the pacing and everything determines whether somebody likes your version of the story or not. Like most most stories are like the stories of the hero's journey, like. Uh, like the Lord of the Rings is that, the Star Wars is that. Like you have a character who starts off weaker and then they like they gradually get stronger in some way and they overcome some like some kind of obstacle and they become a better version of themselves or whatever the fuck. And I don't know what the fuck the point of this story was. Like revenge bad. Like what what do what do we get out of it? Nothing. There's no I mean- I don't even feel like people keep saying that. I don't even feel like it's trying to tell you revenge is bad. I just think it's it's just a fucked up story. Like I just don't think there really is people, like other than people are bad. Well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't get any of that. I just think the story is just a fucked up story. Like I don't think it's trying to beat me over the head and tell me something bad. Every story has a message, or it's not a story. What? But every story should have a message, or it's not really a story. It's just rambling. It's a story of revenge. But you just said it was. Yeah, there's no there's no payoff though. Like they don't. They built, there's lots of build-up, but there's no payoff. Like, it's building up toward... So they like they subvert your expectations, or whatever the fuck I've heard, where, like, they think you're going to do something, and then they just rip the rug out from under you, and like, ha-ha! Isn't this a great story now? It didn't go the way you expected it to go. And that's not a great story to me. I mean, I guess agree, disagree. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have the problem with this. I think it's stories and games myself. Well, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Like everybody else is. I mean, to me, it's different. I mean, I don't need to play the same so what do you like? shit. What, what part did you like? I, mean, I like pretty much everything about the story. I mean, I like that it's fucked up and it's bleak and everything's just getting fucked up and everybody's bad. I mean, I play enough fucking JRPGs where fucking things, everybody wins, everything's happy, go lucky. And, yeah. I mean,. You like the story where like the bad guy wins or people die? Like you? Like- I mean, I don't even need to be bad guy. I mean, I'm more of a bittersweet kind of guy than a fucking uh, everybody a Disney fairy tale shit. But I mean, this is only uh, obviously not even bittersweet. This is fucked up. But I mean, I've never played a game that's that fucked up. That's true. This is probably the most fucked up game I ever played. Where you're like, that is some fucked up shit that just happened. I mean, I can get why people don't like it. But, I mean, I do. Okay. I guess you want to go to sc- scoring, or, I mean... Or, I mean... I, mean, I guess. Unless you got some... We got likes and dislikes? I mean, kind of... kind of just... Kinda kinda just it it's kind of like I just word vomited a bunch of shit out, so nothing really categorized. Well, I just, um, far as, like, you're talking about Tommy, so... Tommy, dumbass, he goes all the way out there to fucking kill Abby and everybody. He <laughs> doesn't <laughs> He doesn't accomplish it. <laughs> he gets fucking crippled and gets his eye blown out. So I guess I see why he is still pissed off, because he didn't accomplish a fucking thing, really. And that's why he went Ellie to do it. But I would... Uh, Tommy kind of pissed me off at that part. Would you prefer the game in at the farm? And where? At the farm. 
Yeah, I, I probably would have liked it better. And then Ellie, and then Abby goes to the Fireflies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I feel like part of me wishes that, but then part of me is glad they didn't do that because just a happy that ever. And I think they would have made a lot more people happy if they had Ellie stay at the farm, but you played the epilogue as Abby getting captured by the slavers. Because that would have been a good lead into like a part three. Where yeah. there's the, there's a big cliffhanger and you're like, oh fuck, what the fuck happened to Abby and Lev? And then they lead into that instead of. Do you establishing... do you think? Because I, I heard them talking about. So when Abby's on the phone or on the contacting them, do you think it was the Rathers that she was contacting and they found her, or do you actually think she was talking to the Fireflies? I think she's talking. To because I don't think I don't think that's ever actually clarified from what I was just trying to like read on read on the internet. The last picture of the game is like that boat. Right, this supposed to be Firefly Island, right? The yeah. uh, Mackinac Island or whatever that island is. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think, but I think that's insinuating that she made it to the Fireflies at the end. Right, but what I'm asking is, do you think that she was actually talking? So, like, people are saying that that they think it was the Rattlers on the radio, which that wouldn't make no fucking sense because they were surprised. How she... they found people like in the traps or something? Right. Yeah. So okay. All right. I'm I'm on board with the fact that she was talking to the Firefly. Yeah. And because people are saying that Abby's dumb, that like she shouldn't have gave her location like that. She's smarter than that. And I'm like, I don't, I don't. But she had to get that like the thing working again. It wasn't like it was like working and like there was a trap, like a honeypot or something. You know? Right. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty okay. All right. I mean, I can't. I try to read through the bullshit online. To... Well, to me, it sounded like the guy she was talking to was surprised that somebody was reading it in because they would have. Right, right, okay. Location All right. As like this is this this area's been abandoned. So when she's like, "Hey, I'm calling from here," he's like, "Uh, okay." Like, who are right. Well, if if you're legit, this is where we're at. All right, because I can't. I try to read through the bullshit online to figure out the fucking what people actually know. And everyone's just like, "Oh, no, it's the Rattlers. It's Naughty Dog's fucking stupid." And I'm like, "Okay, that's not fucking at all." I mean. But she also had to, like, try a couple different frequencies first, so... It was... Right, there's no way it was the fucking Rattlers. Them fucking idiots aren't that goddamn smart. I mean, all, <laughs> they're, doing is... all they're doing is fucking setting up traps and shit. Yeah. No. Alright, I, I guess... I did like when uh, Ellie uh, tricked that one piece of shit to come in oh, close. And then but... shot the motherfucker in the leg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, alright, that was good. So... Uh... Hey, I don't think... I'm... Did you guys like, so I guess you guys, did you like Dina or didn't like Dina? I, personally, I didn't care too much about their whole relationship because it wasn't as, it didn't feel as, that like, dynamically done as Joel and Ellie's because they did not like each other first, and then they kind of grew to like each other, and their banter reflected that, whereas Dina and Ellie the whole time were just like, heh, I think you're cute. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't... What the fuck is the point of this? Like, nothing is interesting happening in their, I kinda, in their conversation. I mean, I kind of like Dina, but, like, I didn't think she was, like... like and then the Asian guy, what's his name? Um, Jesse? Jesse. Like, he, I think they could have done more with him. But, I mean, he was all right the little bit he was in. Other, you know, just he comes out of nowhere to help you and just fucking dies, really. I think... I think it would have been more compelling if they killed... If, like, they killed El, uh, Dina and had Jesse they get pissed off because he knew she was pregnant yeah. or whatever, instead of just Jesse just dying. Like, cause well, then 
then like it like, it feeds back into the whole fucking revenge thing because they killed Jesse and nobody cares. Nobody Je- said anything about Jesse ever again. They're not like, oh fuck, that bitch killed Jesse. Yeah, no. They're Maybe just- they're racist to Asian in that town. Maybe they don't care. Maybe. But he's got like a family, and they don't mention anything about his family being depressed or nothing. They're just yeah. Dina and Elliot this farm. Yeah, that... fucking Jesse's baby. And I'm like, okay. What? Yeah, I think which uh, at the 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 last scene of the game is pretty much where like she pretty much tells like because they finally go back to like I don't know if you remember the trailer is like when they show the the part in the dance. So they didn't really show that shit till like late game. And then at the very end of the game, they finally show you what happened with Joel. Holly, and then she's like, "I forgive you." Oh, I, I, I can't forgive you, but I'm cry like that shit kind of put a ass at the end. I'm like, "God damn!" Like, so she finally tries to make amends with Joel after I assume was uh, I don't know how many years have passed since she found out, and then she, he dies the next fucking day. So I mean, I feel like that's supposed to be part of her like driving revenge is like she. Way to making amends with Joel and then taking. Yeah, that's a definitely a key part of her character development in this that I get lost over because I felt like we we spent like an hour and a half talking about the, the story and shit and random shit. So I was trying to get through the synopsis pretty quick, but yeah, like so, some of the flashbacks you get are like Ellie finding out that Joel lied to her about the whole thing, and so they're pissed off and estranged. Or she's they're estranged and she's pissed off at him, and like uh, yeah. So I guess part and of the, the dinosaur. Over... Go ahead. Sir. Oh, you're fine. The dinosaur. Uh, the, what? The, the museum. I thought that museum flashback was is the best part of the game. I think like that shit was awesome. I, that was like really that's my, made me kind that's of my one like of the story. Yeah, but is it like it, it, it's like the the only part that's not bleak? Yeah. <laughs> like that's like I mean they're like when he's like pushing her in the water and then she pushes her and you get there. And that, I mean, like yeah, it really jump off. That's fucking funny as hell. Yeah, it's and it's like the only like hour out of the thirty hours that's happy. <laughs> well, yeah, even like, like the whole like the rocket ship thing. Like he got he found yeah. a fucking recording of the damn Apollo uh, Eleven, I think. Yeah, whatever the, bla- the, the the fucking what are they called? The dudes in the fucking spot being like ten, nine, eight, seven. We have liftoff. Or whatever. Yeah, I can't. The controllers, I think, and like so, it just demonstrates how much affection he had for her, and like how close of a bond they had, and it was a beautiful moment. And I mean, I, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I think it's like someone else was saying. It was like the most like. Uh... As far as video game goes, like the peak of like what a game can do right now, as far as motion and all that, so it was fucking awesome. So I like I understand people's I guess hatred because they they built <laughs> they built they built these two characters up, and a lot of people have a connection to them, and then they just unceremoniously ripped it away and destroyed it in favor right. of this new character that they introduced that. They try so hard to get you to care about, and it fell flat to me because they did the pacing wrong. To me, they should have had you start the game off as Ellie and her band of fucking losers building up to getting to uh, Jackson before you even play as Ellie or Joel or anybody so that you under you have 
some kind of connection to this character because the way they did it, I don't care about Abby or her revenge plot because personally, I think Joel was in the right in the first game and her dad was in the wrong, so him dying... It, and in the first game, I you can stealth the whole section. Like, you don't have to kill any of the Fireflies. Yeah. You go to the operating room. I've done that before, and they make you kill the surgeon. So it's canonically... You have no choice but to kill this dude, even if you don't want to, right? Uh, as a player, so and then they they frame it as a bad thing that you, as a player, did. Like, oh, you killed this surgeon, dude. Look how nice of a guy he was. He saved a zebra. No, I didn't kill him. You killed him. So don't be trying to force that shit on me because this was your decision. Now you're trying to gaslight me into being like, oh, they were the right people. They were the good people the whole time. Joel's the unredeemable fucking asshole. And I don't believe that there is no such thing as people being redeemed. Like, everybody has done fucked up shit in this world, but you can, at any point in time, stop and self-reflect and say, hey, I've done bad things, but at this, from this point on, I can try to be a better person. And if we don't allow that for anybody, then there is no humanity left. What's the point of being... There's no point of being human. What separates us from the animals? If we can't stop and reflect on our actions and say, we... We need to change. We'll be better. And that's they're they're denying that. Like they, I think they tried to send that message through this game, but they didn't deliver it right because there's no inner like there's no self reflection or any kind of uh, like uh, moment of change that people reflect on this. They just say, "Oh, I'm done killing you now." With Ellie's case, like Abby has no remorse ever about killing anybody. But they have Ellie being like racked with PTSD and all kinds of shit from the shit she did. But they don't ever have her do any kind of inner monologue or any kind of conversation with anybody explaining that she feels like shit and maybe she did the wrong thing. Well, yeah, but so just... I don't think that. Well, I'm gonna cut you off, but like Ellie, if I remember the first game, like Ellie doesn't really kill anything other than zombies, right? And I, don't, I uh, doubt she. She kills some people to save Joel because, like, there's that one city where the hunters or whatever the fuck they are, like, oh trap, yeah, yeah, the fucking cannibals too. She kills yeah. all them motherfuckers. Yeah, but I think for the most part, she's not like a killer, whereas Abby is WLF and fire. So she probably kills people all the time. But to yeah, her, it's not. And the only thing I find weird, someone about this about these this whole fucking world, which is dumb. Is it like everybody just why is there gas everywhere? Like everybody's just riding around in goddamn fucking uh, military vehicles and gas is just plenty, I guess, and fucking Last of Us too. It's like, all there's how, much how can, for convenience. How can, how can there be that much gas left after like twenty fucking years after the fucking outbreak? Well, I mean, they have also built like a huge agricultural center out of a, a football stadium, and they've somehow got access to a bunch of. Uh, they said they lost uh, like. Uh, fisheries and shit like they have so they've somehow been able to build these fisheries where they're making and breeding fish and shit and none of this oh, yeah. ever established how they managed to do that without a source of electricity and let's say somehow act, have access to another fucking hydroelectric dam like uh, Tommy and his people built a uh, repaired in Jackson so uh, they they have a lot of things happening because they have to have them happening they don't, and if you think about it too much they well, start I don't, falling I... apart but, yeah, I mean, I don't, but I was just, I thought that was, like, it stuck in my head. And I didn't really care. It doesn't take me out of the immersion, but I need like, 25 years. And they, I mean, they're, just, they're rolling in fucking tanks, so you know, like, oh, we're not tanks, but big-ass military fucking vehicles. You know that shit fucking eating gas up. Yeah. 
Yeah, one only last thing I want to break up. Did you like Nora's death? Cause I think that's fucking pretty. Was pretty fucking awesome. Was she ch when you're chasing her ass down? Uh, I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought it was the way she just like went in there and just made the fucking bitch talk. They don't like, tell. They don't. Sh they don't show you what she does, but. Well, like, it felt so wa like a waste of my time. Honestly, chasing like, her. Well, the, everything, like. I wasn't, I wasn't in this whole revenge plot thing. Like I was like, this is fucked up. What the hell's going on here? And so like every time, you got to, it felt like almost like I was playing Assassin's Creed. I guess just a little bit more detailed. Where like you get a contract on a dude, and you go chase him down, and then you kill him, and you move on to the next person. And so there was no. Right. I mean, I, I understand like there was that. no impact for me. I guess like I have no, like I'm just I'm still reeling over like Joel being dead, and I'm like just depressed from the whole thing, just being depressing. The whole thing's sad. It's misery. Like I said, misery porn. So I'm like, oh great, I'm gonna murder somebody else now. Cool. Oh, they're gonna make her be a fucking spiteful bitch and call Joel, say Joel died like a little bitch. Like, oh yeah, now I hate her more. Okay. I don't mean, know, oh, yeah. Ellie's gonna torture this girl. Cool. Like, it wasn't... I don't know, it's... It, it I had a hard time. Yeah, it's not... Like, I'm not in, I'm not into the bittersweet shit like you are, whatever. Like, I... <laughs> I don't like open-world games. I like plot that is very pattern-oriented and predictable, I guess. Uh, so... And, like, I like having a mix of emotion, not just one... I mean, I, I I understand why people wouldn't like this game. I mean, I'm I'm not like trying to like like I don't hate this game. but I I don't think I'd ever play it again. I'm definitely. I mean, I fucking love it. I mean, I think it's a masterpiece. But I, I'm never touching this fucking game again. I as you know, I didn't really, really want to... probably making it last longer than it should. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I guess should we just do likes and dislikes? Because I think we're almost at three. Well, I don't know how long are we, Cujo? Because my shit says almost three. Like, we started way. Uh, we're at two hours and six minutes of recording time. Okay. All right. Well, is anybody well, else? The rest of it'll be be pretty short, so. Yeah, the rest is of it's pretty short. This is the meat of it. The first two sections, you know. I mean, is there anything else anybody wants to like touch on? Yeah, anything that we feel like we left out on? I mean. Yeah, I'll go over like what I think. So, I wrote this down in the heat of the moment, but uh, it still kind of rings true, like. I hated the story, so I'll just get to the point. Like, I, as soon as Joel died, and then, like, I get the whole revenge thing, but to me, like, revenge stories, it's hard to keep that momentum going, and for the game, as long as it is, you kind of, like, after you've killed, like, you know, a hundred of these other people, like, you kind of lose the, the meaningfulness of trying to kill Abby to me. So, that kind of, like, I kind of didn't care by the point we got to Abby, or could get to Abby. Um, I hate that they broke Ellie, basically. Like, she's not... She, I, I get it, like, people change and all this kind of stuff, but I don't like the direction they went with it. Um, I should have, like, or Ellie a little bit more before... At least play with uh, Abby before they, she killed Joel. So you kind of, like, at least care about it a little bit, but the way they did it, like, I... Two fucks about Abby when it happened. I don't like how, you know, just because of 
they got older, like they they lost their instincts and rusty. I feel like there still would have been people trying to trick them or trying to attack their town, like trying to get their resources because they have a pretty like legit place. So I don't think the whole contrived, you know, we gotta get this revenge plot going, just didn't do anything. So that was my dislikes, I guess. Uh, I did like, I like the thing I did like is like how the interactions, the way they talked, um, they did a real good job with that and it seemed kind of realistic like that in that sense. Where, you know, that the whole museum part, the to me, like I said, that's the best part of the game because it's like more of like what the first game was like. Right. And I really like the first game, so I mean, everyone did. Well, there's a few. There's a few out there that probably, but, but I just, not like this one. <laughs> I just feel like the whole revenge. Uh, know, like they would have killed Ellie in the beginning too. Like that's the other thing I was like, they would have killed her. Like th that took me out of it too. You know. I don't know. Uh, that's just what I thought. So. Uh, all right. Um. All right. Nick, go ahead. Um. I know. I feel like I've made my <laughs> my point already, but essentially, um, I feel like the game was way too long, and uh, like they had no problems like killing key characters before you got there. Before, and they could have done that with a couple more people to at least cut the game, the time of the game down a little bit or something. Um, I think they could have made the game two parts, or at least have like one like the first half of the game be like one part be DLC or something I don't know but it just it felt like I was playing it too long and that was my that's my main gripe like it just drug on forever and when he got to Abby's, uh, Abby's part I did not care about the characters because I already killed them like so any and they made themselves out to be assholes in Ellie's point of view so I was like I don't <laughs> I don't like any of these people right um and the whole, like, I like, when I like my stories, I like multiple things to be happening, happening, like multiple feelings and emotions, and this one was just, like, misery. There were some, uh, like, there was, like, the, the flashbacks were okay, like, they were good, they were great, actually, but they, they were such, they, they were so high that when you go back to the main game, it made, at least, it, me feel three times as miserable playing like one because the state of the game is miserable and then secondly because I was almost like pining for what could have been yeah. um, like if the game was more like the flashback sequences it would have been more fun to me because it would have been something I would have uh, like I guess been expecting uh, instead of what I was presented with and so it really just took me out of the whole experience like I did not Enjoy, like, I did not enjoy it. I'm not saying the game's a bad game or anything. It's just not for me. So uh, that's where I'm at on that. And I would say I'd give the story like a three. Out of... yeah, did you did you rate it, Kujo? Yeah, I gave it a one. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's say for dislikes, I do kind of agree that the game probably a little too long. They could have Maybe, especially during the horse scene, they could have trimmed that down. 
Maybe a couple other things. I think it's only like five hours. I um, I would say I did not like playing first because it's just like I knew I was gonna have to take ten fucking hours to get back to where I was, and I didn't like her at the time. The, it, what they tried to do did work for me, though for likes. I ended up liking. I I cared for her, cared for friends for the most part. Other than what? And sorry, I said other. I said, other than Mel, I didn't get her at all. But, I mean, as far as everybody else, I kind of like So, like, that worked. The whole revenge plot, like, for it's just bleak. Even though I agree with you, Nick, that, like, I wasn't actually, like, having the greatest time playing the game. Like, I told you, I played, like, the last ten hours with headphones on in the dark. And I finished, like, four o'clock and I felt sick that I go hour up and say that so I'm not saying that like a game to me an art standpoint for a game to make me feel like that which I've never felt like that ever to me I, I not I guess it's fucked up to say but I like that it made me fucked up and I kind of like fucked up shit only like happy so I got two so, for me, um, story did what it was supposed to be. I give it a five out of five. All right. Well, that's the uh, that's definitely the range one three five. <laughs> <laughs> um, our next musical break is uh, I picked the island song. I guess when you're on the fucking Scar Island, honestly, I don't remember any of the music in this game, so I just picked something out of the fucking OST track list. So I hope it's good. But to me, all the the songs sound the same, so we'll talk about that in a little bit.
was the island. Uh, now we're on visuals, and I, I think anybody who rates this lower than a certain rating is lying to themselves, and they're lying to everybody, and they're just trying to get a reaction, because personally, these are probably the best uh, in-game visuals you'll ever see for a couple more years. Yeah, uh, just from sure. a technical standpoint, at least. Uh, and like, I guess it's to be expected because apparently, like, they Naughty Dog did some slave driving, which is, I guess, is typical for the industry. Uh, but like, they have like weird shit. Like, they animate like the horse footprints in the river. They animated if you walk through the bloody uh, spot where the moose gets eaten in the snow, like you have tracks of blood on your footprints. And like all kinds of just unnecessary fucking detail. detail. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I was talking to Nicole, and like I'm not a graphics whore, so for me, I could play like I could play a 2D game, I could play a 3D game that has like not very good graphics because 99% of the time I'm not really looking at the graphics when I'm walking through an area. I'm just getting through the area. So yes, uh, like. She was watching some video about like Red Dead Redemption Two and how it like it has there's two different game parts of the game or some bullshit where like the main game like you're doing all this stuff and the second half of the game or like, I guess after you beat the game you can explore the, the area from the first Red Dead or some shit by going through some train tracks or something and how it's like all desolate and blah 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 some fucking artsy fartsy shit but like she's like talking about how the graphics look great and all this stuff and I'm like to me. Uh, it really doesn't matter, because, like, we're watching this guy walk his horse through a train tunnel thing, and it takes, like, a minute for him to get through, and they have, like, rocks and shit and highly detailed wooden, uh, like, support beams and shit. But I'm like, you know, you know how many people, like, walk through there and give a fuck about that? Like, probably right. not very many. Like, so some asshole spent, like, two weeks slaving over designing this fucking tunnel for somebody to look at for 90 seconds. If that, and they ain't gonna walk back the other direction. If there's fast travel in this game, there's no fucking way they're gonna see it from the other direction. They're gonna walk through this tunnel, and then they're gonna find a, a, a fast travel point, and then they're gonna fast travel back to that point, and you'll never see this fucking area again. So for me, a lot of time, like when people emphasize that all these graphics are fucking amazing, they feel like a waste of my, like a waste of people's time, because people slave over this shit for like one like five second glance at it like there's all kinds of like foliage in last of us 2 there's like sun light reflecting off shit yeah and it looks great but like that nice like i don't like i feel bad because somebody wasted their life making this and i didn't appreciate it at all like i could have given less of a shit how well this game like animated the fucking uh like i fucking socket of somebody like i don't care like, I really don't care that much. But it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, they, but Naughty Dog had no choice but to, like, like that's just their thing. I mean, Uncharted 4 still looks amazing. Like, they really had to, like, go all in on things. So, yeah, I agree. I'm not a big graphics person, but this shit is, like, the attention to detail. Like, Horizon Zero Dawn does it well, and this fucking makes fucking shit. In my opinion, what they've done—a lot of work. <laughs> Something like you probably don't care about, as far as the sunlight, and the way the water—pretty fucking amazing. 
So what do you Wait, think? I... Say that again? So what are you rating it then? Uh, I'm giving it a 5, because I don't see how you could not give it a 5. Yeah, it's a fucking 5. Like... Yeah, I'm going 5 as well. I mean, it's amazing. So, I mean, everything looks great. Like, you, you, you're really just being a contrarian just if you're not giving a 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just being a dick because it's easily the best-looking game on yeah. a console. And it probably has a tie-in to, like, how miserable some people feel playing it because the the, the fucking violence is just yeah really visceral. It is horrible. Like, I thought playing, like, something like Dead uh, Dead Space, whatever, was, like, fucking gross. Yeah. With a or even of, like, like, nasty shit. Evil Within 2 was kind of like, I do, like, a lot of snelting and killing and that, and that game looks pretty good visually. <laughs> But I mean, you're killing zombies, and it's like yeah. you're a different, you're a different kind of world. And this shit, it's a realistic. Well, yeah, like even like Doom 2016. I haven't played 20 or the Eternal one yet. Like even that, it's like really gory, but it's cartoony in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, you know, like yeah, it doesn't hit you like this game does. Yeah, like that's that's what gives you that whole misery. It's like you see like people like you can see them dying. You know what I mean? Like it is. Yeah, like when you had like stabs, uh, like the girl that was playing like Vita or. Oh yeah. Like it's like like, fuck! Like it's just, uh, it's kind of it's a sickening. Yeah. I'm not the only one that wanted to pick up the Vita and play Hotline Miami. You know, I didn't even catch on the fact that it was Hotline Miami until I someone else was talking. I did not. Uh, someone else said that that was they thought that was immersion breaking that that she was playing the Vita and that there was PS everywhere, but it didn't bother me. I thought it was cool. There's PS3s everywhere. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and then someone was saying like it's stupid that they were all fats and there wasn't a slim in you. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh my god. Like, are you fucking ki- like, are you fucking kidding me? You're gonna bitch about graphics game? Fuck off, dude. I, I don't even know what Hotline Miami was. I, I was wondering if that was like a real game or not. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I yeah. Well, it ties in because they're both fucking visceral and yeah. sins. Yeah, like, this I game the better. I beat the first one, but I gave up on the second one. They're really fun, though. They're like an arcade Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're cool. Almost like a puzzle game, because you have to... And it's like Twitch reflex kind of thing, because if <laughs> yeah. the enemy sees you, in one second they shoot you, and you <laughs> Yeah, <dead>. it's over. <laughs> yeah. That's like a so, second one, because I played them back to... Like, uh, I'm thinking... Um, but, uh, thinking? Yep. We're all good on visual, so we'll move on to music. Uh, is there a music break in between, or no? No, not yet. The next one will be a music break after the okay. music. Um. Um. Well, I mean, I guess I'll go first. Like, uh, the, I guess the main composer is Gustavo Santo Alala. Yeah, he did the first one as well. <laughs> I butchered his name. Uh, and then the like, supporting tracks by Max Quayle. Yeah, I, that is. Yeah, I guess Gustavo or whatever his name is. He does like all cinematic. I said this. And then the other guy, I think, from listening to some of the stuff, he does all like the combat. And... I think that's how they turn it off. Well, for me, I don't remember disliking anything I heard, but then I also don't remember hearing anything. So the sound effects were gruesome and realistic. Uh, like the voice, voice acting, acting was good. Did you play with headphones? Am I the only one who played with headphones? 
Yeah. Probably. I, I don't play with headphones. I never do, but with this game, I did because like I wanted to be fully immersed. And there's a couple times where my kids are home, not having this game at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it really actually intensified my experience, especially for like the music and the sound stuff. Getting like, okay. shot. Oh, yeah, sorry. Let me cut you off. Very good. I don't really have anything to say. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was um, there. Um... So, I mean, I'm giving it a three because it was just there for me. I don't. I'm sure, like, he makes great music, and listening to the soundtrack by itself was probably fantastic, but I don't remember. Nothing stuck to me, and it's not really my kind of music anyway. Yeah, I'm. I'm... All right, okay, like, I'm kind of with you. Like, I, don't know, I think the music is good. Like, as far like, nothing really stuck to me. Even from the first game, I thought it was good, but the only song I remember from the first one is the main theme that you play. Um,. But going back and listening to it and stuff like that, like, and I did like the combat, the headphones on, like, gets you like pumping and all that shit when you kind of sneak around. So t- where I typically like, like, you know, indie chip tune and just like t- traditional JRP, like that's the kind of shit. This is more cinematic, my thing. But this kind of game, I think he's. They're both pretty much spot. Some, I'll be back. I got somebody at my door for some reason. Okay. Um, and so I think it, they worked for me for what it was trying to do. I will give it a four out of five. Okay. Uh, ah, no. I, sorry. Four and a half out of five. The, the voice acting's phenomenal. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, the, like <laughs> I'm kind of with uh, Nick, like, with the music somber and nothing really stuck to me. But I'm also on with you where um, the... Uh, so, like listening to itself is really good and it kind of gets you pumping at some points and it's not all the same music like every area is different you know yeah there's quite a few different ones after a lot they they varied it up <laughs> enemy selection <laughs> um but uh the voice acting was you know top notch it's the best I, to me I think it's the best yeah like they pick like whoever their voice actors are, are great um, and the sound effects were amazing, so I'm going for four out of five for me. Is Nick back yet? Yeah, yeah what? The fucking voice actors are getting fucking death threats from fucking the haters. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how, how are you going to hate them out of everybody? Like, they did they did nothing but make great fucking voice acting. That's just the world we live in right now. People are fucked. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Who was it, Nick? Uh, and- Amazon Prime, dude, dropping off some cat litter. Oh. Well, that's always good. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> All right, so, so I guess... We use special cat litter. It's like walnut, so it's not like clay, because clay is not a renewable u- resource or some fucking bullshit, but whatever. Okay. Oh, uh, well, I use clay, I think, so... Most people don't. I guess, I'm, I, guess I don't give a fuck about the environment, I guess. But most people don't. <laughs> else on music before we move on um no all right uh the next musical break is me um i kind of cheated i didn't use the music any of the like actual music but i used the part in the game and it's very early in the game so um it's not like i guess if you listen to this it's all spoiled so it doesn't matter so uh yeah you're a dumbass if you're listening to this not playing the game (laughs) 
Or maybe you're smart because this game is really... Well, oh, if, you, if you're if you looking to not get spoiled listening to this, then you're an idiot. But yeah, there's a part in the game where Joel starts to tr uh, teach Ellie how to play guitar, and he pulls out the guitar, and he plays this cover of Future Days by Pearl Jam, I believe. I, I googled it, so if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm sorry. But... Yeah, I think I've seen the same thing, so... Um, so, yeah, here it is. If I ever were to lose you, I'd surely lose myself. Everything I have found here, I'm not found by myself. Try and sometimes you'll succeed to make this pain of me. All my stolen missing parts. I've no need for anymore Cause I believe And I believe Cause I can see Our future days Days of you Okay, so, uh, as Brent would say, this is the expectations versus reality category, and that is overall experience. And so, uh, it more ties into less how the game is as an overall package, and more as how you perceived it for yourself when you played it. Uh, like, how you're expecting uh, to enjoy it, or dislike it, or whatever, going into it, and then how you ended up feeling uh, at the end. Uh, so... Does anybody want to go first? Sure, I'll go. Uh, I was very disappointed. <laughs> I went into it expecting to have like kind of a happy like venture experience, and I, like you said, had misery porn. And you know, but a lot of people like they would just stop playing it. But you know, we, being the people we are, like you, me and you are both like platinum people, and we're playing it for the show. Like, we couldn't stop. So, you know, it was hard. It was a really hard game emotionally. So, um, I'd say my, like, reality was it's a one because I was very disappointed. I mean, I don't think it's a one overall game, but my experience was a one. Like, I would say overall, to me, the game's a three, with, you know, because it's visually great and sounds great and all that kind of stuff. But the game and the gameplay is good in, in parts, but the the story like just killed it all for me so i just want to like put that caveat i don't think it's a one or you know a one out of ten or anything like that i think it's like the experience was just not a good one for me so it's all right okay. sorry right, you're allowed to hate it no please don't at me uh all right so what about you travis um my, well, I was very worried that they were not going to make a good game. Because I love the first one. I could see 
top five games all time. But then more I started thinking about it, thinking about it, they've always said that they were never going to make a sequel to it unless they thought they had something. So I trusted them that they were going to make a great game. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I avoided all fucking spoilers. I avoided any fucking thing. So I didn't know anything going in. I didn't even, when you guys were even talking about like chapters and all that stuff, I I didn't want to know how long the game was. Anything, I didn't want to know anything about the fucking game. I pretty much just let me I was just hoping it was going to be and great maybe experience is not the word that I should use, but to me it was better than I thought it would be. So to me it's a five out of five. Alright. Uh so I'm at a, a little of a weird spot here because I really liked the first one. Uh I thought it was probably one of the best games that was released on the PS3. Um but I was not like I don't want a sequel. Like, I didn't really care if there was one or not. So when they announced The Last of Us 2, I had no hype for this game. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. It'll probably be really good. I'll probably enjoy it. I'll get it whenever. Because uh, I was like, it's probably going to be on sale. Like, I know all these people that are like, oh, I got the Ellie edition, or I got what the fuck other overpriced edition. And fuck. I'm like, normally I get collector's edition shit, but for this, I was just like, ah, I'll be all right with uh, just a steelbook. That'll be fine. So then I saw, like, spoilers, like, a month before it was released. And I was disheartened, because I was like, well, shit. This isn't going to be a really enjoyable game for me, because they just fucking killed Joel off right away. But I was like, well, I haven't experienced it for myself, so I can't really make a judgment. So I was like, well, I'll still get it. And I think that's when I uh, broached talking about it for the show to everybody and everybody was like okay sure um so we all played it we all had our different experiences and i think i came out a different person from playing the game than i went into it uh in that i kind of had like a realization that it's yeah. not so much that what i think about things i have to be more i guess open to other how other people experience things because i'm a very selfish person so, uh, to me, I feel like I maybe grew a little bit more as a person. Like, I really did not enjoy the game <laughs> very right. much. Like, I was not having a good time playing it. And I, uh, I, I, the way I live my life is, I like having a decent time most of the time. Like, and nobody likes being sad or depressed. or well, Some people do. They're fucking weirdos. But, right. Um, I like, like, I, I really don't have any goals or aspirations. Uh, my my dream is to be comfortable until I die. It's essentially, that's it. So take that as you will. Uh, so this kind of, I guess, helped me see things from a different perspective. So I'll give it that. But I still think it's a worse game than the first one. Uh, it, not that it's like a horrible game or it's a shitty fucking game or anything. Like, it's technically great. I just did not enjoy myself playing it. Uh, like, I saw people saying stuff like, oh, the gameplay's fine, you can do all this kind of stuff. Uh, but typically my play style is straightforward. Like, when I play Mass Effect, I pick the soldier class because I just like to shoot shit with the guns. Right, yeah, same. And so, uh, like in this, like, I didn't use the crafting tool shits really much. Like, I, I really used Molotovs. They felt weaker in this game than the first game. Uh... The trap bombs, I was too busy, like, 
killing people to like put a trap down and then hide and let them trip it. Like I didn't care that much to do that. Um, it, you can make ammo in this, which was new, but I didn't use the can guns you? that you can make ammo for. Uh, yeah, you can make ammo for the hunting pistol, I think. And uh, and I don't think I. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think I use like some gun that I was trying to. So I think there's some. Uh, uh, but yeah, so like, the game's fine. It's not at for me. It's not as great as it could have potentially have been. But I didn't make it, so right. it's not really my call. Uh, and I would give it a three because I. <laughs> I would have given it a higher score if I wasn't just fucking miserable the whole time playing it. Like, it affected me in real life, which is that it's never really happened in. It's uh, never done like, to me before either, other than like. Yeah, yeah, so, same. like, it's. Same. Like, well, no, like, because, like, My Hero Academia, like, it made me. Like, watching that show makes me feel good about myself, I guess. Like, especially, like, the earlier season, uh, first season or whatever. Uh, so I can't say, like, no media has changed my outlook on things, but this one, nothing has ever made me feel... Shitty? <laughs> like that? Depressed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've watched, like, Schindler's List and all kinds of fucked up movies and shit, but, like, it's like, it was almost like there's a separation, kind of like you said earlier, because I'm not doing the thing. I'm just watching it happen, but for this, you're doing... Yeah. You're part, you're part of the miserable experience, and you're extenuating it, and it's yeah. not... <laughs> It's not enjoyable. It's not fun. But I don't know. Some people have lots of fun doing this shit, and kudos to them. It's just not a game for me. But so, like, but from an art standpoint, like, you respect it from that point. I'm not, you know, like, that's my whole like side is Uh, that a game can make you feel that fucked up. To me, it's like I didn't think a game could do that. I play Life is Strange too, which made me feel kind of depressed, like at times. So that's kind of a fucked up story, but not like this level. But so like I mean I don't really get emotionally attached to video games that much, really, personally. Yeah, me either. Normally I'm just using it as a method to escape life and just enjoy a nice little plot or whatever. Like it's really why I like linear games, because I like to be I like experiencing other people's stories. I don't like making my own story because my stories suck. Right, and we play all these JRPGs, and they're cool stories and all that, and like I like them, but like they're like I don't get like emotionally attached to these fucking those games. Like they're just cool games I like to play. This is a whole another fucking level. And, and the one yeah, that, like, like my my favorite RPGs are like ones that I played when I was a kid, or you know, and that I did get emotionally attached to, like Final Fantasy VI or Xenogears or whatever. You know what I mean? Like the, that time frame in my life. That's what I was emotionally you know, affected by it, but that's because I was young. And so, like, that nostalgia carries forward. But that, yeah, nowadays it doesn't really do that. I mean, don't, jaded. the yeah. only thing I can compare it to, to me, is, like, Game of Thrones. There were times in that fucking show where I'm, like, you know, at the end of the first season, sport happened, Ned Stark, like, stuff like that. It's kind of, like, that kind of, like, ugh, made me feel, like, shitty. But still not on this fucking level. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's our uh, <laughs> that's our overall score opinions. Uh, next, we'll go replayability slash extra content. And I don't know that there's too much replayability in this game. Personally, I don't ever I don't ever want to fucking touch it again. The only the reason I 
Right, sorry, I didn't even cut you. I keep cutting you off, I guess. You're good. You're passionate about it. That's fine. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I don't see any reason why you want to play it other than playing a hard difficulty. But even then, I don't think it's... Unless you can just block it out. Like, maybe people can. Maybe people can play the second playthrough and just be like, okay, I've already experienced it. No, that's hard. Bo- bother me. I don't think that I could. Like, I already know. Like, it's already engraved in my head that it's a fucked up game. And I just, like, I don't... I just don't want everyone to play it again. Like, I almost think that this might be better than the first one, in my opinion. I have to really have to sit on to see how I feel from that. But still, I, I never wanted to play the first one again either. So I know you said you played many times, but. So, do we yeah. want to rank replayability? Do we rank yeah. that? Yeah, we do. Uh, it's, I guess, like a 1.5. I okay. don't see any reason why. Other than you ought to get the platinum. Yeah. Play hard. That's why I'm saying just to get the platinum, you have to go. You have to play at least one and a half times. So, they, they they make you get all the way back to Abbey. Yeah, you have to get back to Abbey. It's like you have to get to Chinatown before. You, know, you need to get every single thing. Like I more was like a like a fuck you like all these fuck to to hate Abbey. There's <laughs> have to suffer through it again to get. Yeah, but at least it's not the whole game again. So, so yeah, I'll give you uh, replayability just because for platinum hunters, I mean, there is an incentive to go back because you have to. So, you know, I'm shocked that they didn't make it a difficulty trophy because all I don't, does the first one have one because all uncharted, oh, yeah, because yeah, all all uncharted you have to play I think on hard and then crushing I think. I think there's one in the first one for like doing easy, then normal, then hard, and then grounded. And there's you... one for new game plus and grounded, I think, as well. Yeah, I guess for this one, they figured it already already going to piss enough people. They don't. <laughs> so I didn't get your number, Kudra. What was it? Only a two. Two. Okay. Uh, well, I'm giving it a one because. Uh, it's the same game. Yeah. If you play it again, like there's no, for me, there's no reason to play it again, outside of getting the trophy, unless you like the story that much. Well, I don't but, understand who would like it that much, but not from, like that, not from that aspect. <laughs> there are people out there. Well, like it's, and it's not just like it'd be different if they had like if they had like a. A cutscene compilation or something like I could see somebody <laughs> popping the disc in and then like watching the story play out or whatever. But there's like too much shit where like you get like five minutes of plot or whatever, and then you're roaming around for like an hour doing shit. And to me, the gameplay does not support the game enough to warrant that. It's, what? It does like it. It does what it does to get you through the game, and it. It functions great, but for me, the vessel carrying every game I play is the plot that carries me forward. And if I know the plot, like I could play some bad games if the plot is decent enough to pull me through. Yeah. But for this, the gameplay is good, but the story, I'm not, I don't care about it anymore because I already know what happens. So there's no reason for me to play the game again. Yeah, and most people aren't going to like completely, like most time, the way you play these games, you're going to play again. You're not going to. Do like you did and goes through guns blazing and sick up. Oh, I'm just gonna try to stealth. You kind of gonna play it probably the way it. I would, unless you just like really love the game and just play it a bunch of different ways. But I feel like most people you say about Mass Effect, you play through the soldier, and the next time you're like, eh, I don't think I'm playing through soldier again. 
Exactly. Like, there's no... Everybody has their play style. And, like, I've played Mass Effect the whole trilogy, like, three times. And every time I play fucking Soldier. <laughs> like, I've yeah. tri- I tried other classes, and I'm like, I don't like this very yeah. much. Like, using all these powers. But then, like, you talk to other people, and they're like, if you're not playing Vanguard, you're playing the game wrong. Or if you're not an Infiltrator, then what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, like... Like, melee people, like, get real close and, like, fucking shotgun them, and then, like... Do it, you know, and then have that shield for a second. Like, I don't know. That's my like. I like to tank. So like to me, like fan cards, kind of like tanking. So like it, everyone has their own thing, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. I like not being in the shit. So that's why I pick soldier with like adrenaline rush, like slow down time, just headshot everybody and call it a fucking day. But everybody has their own playstyles, and that's what makes games fun. Yeah, I mean, even this game, the playstyle itself is like. Not changing the game stuff much, really. Yeah, because you have like set pieces essentially. Like each encounter is set up the same way, and you can yeah do you can technically do the game the same way every time. In a way, like if you if you follow the patterns enough for the AI pathing, path you can stealth kill everybody or whatever the fuck you got to do, and you can do it in the same generally the same spot every single time and get through without any problems. Or you can just fucking go guns blazing. And like react to the situation more, whatever happens, or uh, yeah, like, you can use different guns, like sort of like they don't give you a lot of ammo, so there's not a flexibility in like really doing a guns blazing thing. So like an ideal combination would be part stealth, part guns blazing, but it's not always an option. Yeah, the gameplay to me is is not is not fun enough to experience fucking the rest of the game again. <laughs> That. I don't want to experience that shit ever. Oh shit! So it's time for the fourth musical break, I guess. Uh, and that's Travis's song. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Beyond Desolation, which is the song. I remembered it when I beat the game, and then I, I listened to it again, and it, I think it's fitting. What one is it? Play again. Beyond Desolation. I don't know what one. What part of the game is it from? Do you know? Oh, after you beat the game. Oh, it's the Yeah, and it's just, it's kind of fitting for the fucked up ending that it is. It's not really like that depressing song. Yeah. That's the song I picked. Alright, so here's Beyond Desolation.
right, so uh, that was that was another long episode of the RPG show. I, think- I mean, this was more justified than uh, Cosmic Star Heroin, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's definitely a lot more contentious. Yeah. Um. So I guess we're gonna hopefully do Xenoblade Chronicles next because that's. That'll be me actually playing the game because fucking Travis is done and Kevin's almost done. So I will do my best to work on it, but it's it's hard. It's like it's hard. It's hard for me because they have like a plot kind of. So far, it's just kind of a plot. Like I don't really know what's happening. What's well, it? Then it's like a bunch of quests in a big fucking open world thing, and that just it takes all of my energy doing the open world quests thing. And I know y'all said you can skip them, but it's like. I mean, you can I'm go never, back to most of them. I'm never going to play this game again. I don't ever want to play this game again after I beat it this time, so I want to get everything done. It'd be, I'd be more compelled to play it, I think, if it had trophies. <laughs> right. right. It doesn't. So, like, there's not much of a, like, I guess a pull for me, because I haven't been grabbed by the plot yet. Like, it's just, well, oh. it's a Xeno game, so it'll probably take you half to do the game. Really. Oh, well, I feel like like Xenosaga had a a more gripping plot initially because uh, like you're on the Wagmunde, wherever the fuck the first ship is, and then it gets attacked, and like notice shit come out of the, out of nowhere and you fight them. In this one, it's like oh, you start off the game like you're already in a war, like you know there's a war happening, and then it, your town's peaceful, and then it gets attacked, and then you have to go on an adventure. Well, that's like, pretty much Xeno uh, Gears' this whole plot. Attack the town, save the town, get, and then. So, I mean, they all kind of have that big wow. I guess. In but the, the difference, I think, in like Xeno Gears, like you're you're actually the villain at the same time. Well, Xeno Saga, I mean, Blade is just a big game, so it's like it you, that plot progression can take a lot longer. Which I think is my issue, because it's just taking fucking forever. Like, you walk across... I feel like I walk across the field for 20 minutes, and then I get to this fucking hub, and some plot shit happens. And then I I walk across the field again for another 25 minutes. I'm like, I don't like this. I do not like this, Sam I am. What the fuck's happening? And then, like, you get... uh, The combat's kind of weird for me, because it's, like, active, but not really. It's almost like a, a weird version of, like, Final Fantasy XI, and I don't like that combat system. So, well, yeah, I think that from what I remember reading is they completely did this um, system way different. Which is, I guess it's more MMO style because they were catching a bunch of shit by Kaitos being too, like, traditional. Which makes no sense to me because those games are not traditional. <laughs> They're like card games and shit. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, that's why they changed the play style up so much because they were trying to be unique. But, okay. yeah. I mean, I can see. I, I didn't like it as much the first time. What do you have? You have Dunbon yet? No, I just got to Colony Six. I guess I have to go to the mines. Oh, okay, yeah. I think you'll get him at some point. Um, but I mean, once you get him, start getting more characters and like someone to play around. Pretty, it might be getting more entertaining. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's a, it, it's a big fucking game. Like if you run, if you spend a bunch of time doing the quests. Like, if I were you, I would just co- come back to something. At least... You broke up, what'd you say? I said, if I were you, I would just come back to some quests later on. Okay. 
Well, if there's a time by it, like, in... Like, I mean, I would try to get all your characters... Like, if you're going to go around and do a bunch of shit, I would try to get as many characters as you can, because you want that infinity level. If, you, if that's what you're going to go for, and the more the more characters you have, the more you can swap around and infinity up between each other. There's some timed ones in Colony 9 that you have to get done kind of quick, but... Oh, yeah, well, there's certain ones you have to do, but there's a lot of stuff you can just do. Like, really, I mean, the quests are kind of set up for you to, like, build your level up in ways. Yeah. Or you can just grind. Yeah. Vice versa. So, yeah, that's, I don't... that's the next game, and then maybe Secret in 4 after that. But I'm probably going to want to take, like, Play some me games before we get the sequel to four, but well, I'm about to figure out something about sequel five because I'm not paying 135. Like Nick, your headset died. What happened? Uh, I think Nick's battery died on his headset. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we uh finished that up. So was he out? I guess I'll uh we'll just wrap this up because it's almost three hours so. I'll just a little blurb here. Come join. Okay. Um, you know, we'll come up, come visit on the Discord app or Discord on your computer, whatever you want. And uh, there's like maybe 40 of us that kind of talk in there, and maybe 10 that really just talk to each other, including me, and, uh, Nick, and Travis. Um, you know, give us feedback because uh, I know the last one that I did was kind of. Uh, rough so i got the feedback and i redid it so it's a lot better uh if you listen to uh, oh god sorry heroin yeah i fixed it i had to like delete yeah it. my friend on the other discord he listened to it and he said it was a little off so yeah He's trying to, like are you trying to be nice because you just told me it sounded like shit <laughs> so yeah and i fixed that i was just i i didn't know how to level and uh you know, get rid of the background noise and all this other stuff so but today everyone sounded pretty good so it might not be as much work um, but yeah. Yeah, hope, yeah hopefully me being too passionate didn't, like, make my voice go at the end of my set. Yeah, I mean, I think your headset's dying too. You're, you're kind of going, been going out, in and out for a while. Too, so. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, bye, everyone. See you guys. So until next time, say goodbye, everybody.